Ah. Mama. Mama. We made it. What it? What it? What it do it all? Got the Nushi Gucci fucking headscarf on. Tell him Nushi. We got Joe causing me to be ultra Caucasian. You did. Get out. Movie <laughs> reference. You dig? What's popping? <laughs> and we have the lovely Vanessa Chester the lovely. in hey. the motherfucking building. Hey, 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 hey. Brap, brap, brap. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so Thank excited. You for I'm so excited so as well. So excited. What? Yo, this is a gorgeous evening. Yo, th- yeah, this is. I'm very excited about this. I feel this one. great, y'all. I feel like the energy in this room is absolutely abundant it's and palpable. gorgeous. You can just tell some mm. good shit is about to happen. Yes. It's about to be a fucking I'm looking movie. like Saddam Hussein's stepson <laughs> right now. Absolutely. I'm feeling super safe. You better. <laughs> super you safe. better. This is pre like, <laughs> like this is I'm pre like, yeah. weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, like nineteen ninety three and yeah. like seven or this something. This is low key like, yeah. Is great. Yeah. Bombs over bad Yeah, bombs over bad Yeah. I didn't understand yes. that peace in the Middle yes. East like really needed to happen then. hundred so. percent. Well look, I'm here to give it and let it be known that it's here. So And we here. And we're here. Vanessa Chester, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, you guys. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh. I love your podcast. It's such a fantastic concept. Oh, well, we're happy to have you. Yes. yes. So, yeah, so Vanessa, we go back. We go back. We go back a little bit, back to the New Kingdom days. Oh, shit. Lovely, flowing locks of hair. That's See? how long I've yes. known Joe. Yes. That, and that's a, like, if you knew me back then, like, you're, you're a very real friend. Right. Like, to accept wow, that you- into... Wow, accept that into. Uh, you're a real friend if you accept you now after you've like kept them I off. mean, I considered, I considered ending the friendship. <laughs> you know, but there is some, there's some little kid out there that's got my hair on. And I'm respect. Yeah, respect. And respect. you were so awesome about it because I would like get drunk and like just creep up and start twirling your hair. And yeah. you would not even like. Like, I would be like, get the fuck out of my shit. And you did not even care. Yo, so, like, cats don't realize how luxurious Joe's locks were. Like, the stuff that legends are made out of. Yo, I'm going really to go hunt down my locks and have them on the podcast. You better. <laughs> or we should just do like a wig concept. Like, I actually, you know what? I don't even think that I, would you work. Can't, you can't fake that. Yeah. You that, can't fake yeah. that. No, no that, was a, that was pure greed. They're never coming back now. I don't know about that. Oh, I might hit that you like, like yeah, you like how I threw that. Yeah, hey, like you really. Oh, you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start growing this shit right now. Oh, you Yo. think I can't grow it? No. Well, Vanessa, thank you for coming on. It's gonna be amazing. Yes. But yeah, we go back. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to get into your story because, you know, we talk about a lot. Like as you know, people just running the same crews. You go out, you party, you you know, you connect on the friend level, but it's so. It's kind of rare to actually understand and know the stories of your friends. Absolutely. And we, we, we get caught That's up. That's wild, right? It's right, so crazy. Yeah. Like you, you know people, but do you really know how the hell they got to it's, this moment? It's, like, it's insane because like, <laughs> I, I, I talk about it and like, just kind of came up on this like, form and function concept. And it's like, especially in these areas like LA and New York and all that, like, let's say somebody met you now or like two years ago. You know what I'm saying? They're not meeting you based on your whole journey it's just meeting you based on who you've become now Absolutely. so it's like you know when people come into our lives they kind of know like the function part of it as opposed to the form 
100%. Because it's like everybody's down to like be cool based off energy and all that. But it's like there's something really special about knowing, um, you know, the path that somebody's taken and what somebody's been through to become who they are. Uh, I think it's really special and I'm really happy that we get to Yeah, I think it's percolate amazing. That I think it's fantastic too. And like to speak on what you were saying, like <clears throat> not even knowing your friend's story, especially in the day and age that we live in with like this like obsessive celeb image culture. Like yeah. I guarantee you I have good friends, probably not too good of yeah. friends because my, mm. my people really know what's up, but like friends who could probably list Kanye's whole story, all the people in like Entertainment Weekly, but they're like, well, you're just, how did, you're just good. You're good. Like yeah. they don't know what the hell yeah. I had to do to yeah. be good. Straight up. Quote, and unquote, and they don't you know? even know what, like, let's say like, for example, like flipping through those pages, what Ye's real story is. Like it's literally Absolutely. what is depicted of us, you know, for those types of people depicted in the media. You right, know what I mean? right, right, right. Um, it's what they want to share. And yeah. like, I, I think that this is going to be a very, an awesome and very unique opportunity to say my story in mm. my words from my perspective and I'm just happy. I'm like, I'm just gonna warn you guys. I might cry. Hey, well, that might happen. Hey, we've had it. Cause like, pretty much every episode. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. We'll just we'll just see though. Yeah. Let's let it let's yeah. let it go there. Hundred percent. Wherever it goes, that's the beauty of it. You let know? it go. Yeah. Let it flow. Let it go. As long as I don't short circuit the mic with my tears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just gonna be like blasting yeah. off. Like, like this I is the last episode because this bitch <laughs> fucked <laughs> our shit up. <laughs> the equipment's ruined. Thank you, Vanessa Chester. That would low key be a moment because yeah, Eric could have some fire pictures of just tears <laughs> just spraying <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Burning consoles. That'd be mm-hmm, lit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Insane. Be like, she was awesome, but like, Vanessa, we really need you to buy back all of our equipment. <laughs> ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. The, the $75, right? <laughs> I got you. I got so, you. I'll kickstart it. <laughs> well, Vanessa, um, what's crazy is like, I when I first met you and knew you for a while, I had actually had no clue you acted. Most of my friends don't for yeah. a while. And then I think I was like away like in Cleveland, Ohio, celebrating like Thanksgiving at my grandmother's. And I'm like flipping through the channel and uh, Harriet the Spy was on. I was like, <laughs> hold on. And I, 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 I was like, yo. And I went on my phone. I was like, that girl looks identical to Vanessa. Yo. And I like Googled it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, I we were like her, mad about it. Like, what the fuck I was is like, that? What the fuck? <laughs> How dare she? And I, I've never seen that movie, but it just like I happened to Rude. flip through. It. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <Yo>. Rude. <laughs> I never saw her. Right. And I, I remember I texted. I was like, "Yo, is that you?" You're like, "Yeah, that was me." I was like, "Interesting." And then I like, <laughs> I was like, "You were in Lost. Oh, you were in Lost World. Oh my!" And it was just fucking funny. That, that like how I found out after the fact. Um, which I thought was really dope, and it's a testament to your character, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was this dude that I hooked up with who, like, a year or two later, like, we were still cool, and he was like, yo, I'm watching The Lost World right now, and I had no fucking clue you were in it, and I've seen this movie before. Like, but some people just don't, like, put two and two together. They just don't expect it. And he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, my bad? Like... uh, (laughs) I'm not going to walk around with my IMDb we're, credits on a t-shirt, fucking, we're you know? We're over. Yeah. No, you know. But we're already over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have a second chance now. No, right. that wasn't it. Like, I don't know. It's crazy, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. Let, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. So, so let's talk about where you're from, your, your childhood, just growing up. Where, you, where are you from? I was born in Brooklyn. 
Ooh. Yeah, I know. I feel like everyone is like, okay, she's cool now. Um, my parents are both from South America, so I'm first generation America American, like everything. Like mm. I'm the fucking pilgrim in the family. Wow. Uh oh. Um, so born in Brooklyn. What what part of Brooklyn? Uh, Kings County Hospital. And where are your parents from? Guyana. Guyana. It's a very, I know. Yeah. Good job. I'm so proud of you because most people are like, oh my God, you're Ghanaian. And I'm like, (laughs) wrong continent. (laughs) But good try because I get it. G's are, they're both with G's, but (laughs) like, I'm, yeah, like Ghanaians, they're beautiful, but that's, that's not me. Um, So mom and dad are both from Guyana. They are progressive uh definitely a third world country and they decided to immigrate to america and um born in brooklyn and let's see my story kind of starts with acting around three really yeah it's 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 like how did that come i got decades in this game which is crazy yeah so my mom i don't know what got into her she there's no entertainment scene like there is in America in yeah. Diana. And even yeah. if there was, it's not comparable, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of just like the business and the way that things are, people go about it. So Absolutely. when my mom told me this story, I was like, wait, how did you not get fleeced for every dime in your bank account? She legitimately was reading the newspaper and saw an ad in the classifieds for a talent agency and was like, you know, Vanessa's, like, got a lot of personality for a three-year-old and, like, talks mm. a lot. Like, let's try this. And I was like, you know that's how most people end up filing for bankruptcy? Yeah. Like, you know that's how shit gets ruined. Like, yeah. whatever. So she did it. My mom's always been blessed and, like, highly favored, so I guess something was watching over her. And I don't really remember this. Like, I just remember walking down a long hallway when okay. I was little and everyone being like, you're amazing after. And I was just like, cool. Like, do I get McDonald's? Like, cause that was like, <laughs> I knew that if I did shit right, I was going to get that new toy in the happy meal. So yeah. I was like, whatevs. Yeah. That's my only motivation. Mm-hmm. Fuck money. Amazing. Um, so shit, we would have been best friends. Right. I was like, Oh my gosh. So <laughs> apparently real. my mom takes me to this open call where they're trying to like sign a bunch of toddlers. And I don't know if we got there late. I have no idea. But the woman apparently turned to my mom and was like, look, we've signed all the three-year-olds that we're going to sign for the day. Like, our roster is done. But we don't want to hurt her feelings. Like, she's a little kid. And, like, she came over here and she thinks, like, she's going to do something. So, like, we're going to give her this script or a copy of whatever and have her come in like like an audition. But, you know, it's not going to go any further. And my mom was like... She's three. What? She's not gonna be able to read a script. What are you? What are you talking about? So I guess she like read it with me, and I repeated. Went inside, and she was like, "They walked out with contracts, and oh, they were wow. like, we're signing her." And I was like, <laughs> "I mean, I don't remember this." So yeah, I'm like, Mom. I don't. You don't remember. Yeah. I'm like, "Mom, you're a fan. Did you make this shit up to make <laughs> yeah. me sound really cool? Because if so, this is the dopest story ever." Yeah. But I know she's not lying. So it basically started like that. That's wild. Yes. And it's amazing because the, it was terrific talent, which also sounds like a fake ass yeah. agency. It like, sounds like, yeah. Like, we're going to just make it's, you take some like photos. Their, 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 their logo is <laughs> the thumbs up, like, sideways. Right, right, right. Oh. <laughs> 
I saw this, yo, near uh, my two cents is this uh, agency called As Seen in TV. Okay. And like you see, I see all this shit and I'm like, bro, this is such a sham, bro. Like what, how does this exist openly? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, like these testimonials I was reading, I was like, what no. the fuck is going on? It's very real. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, um, my mom, like she worked at a law firm at the time, single mom. I don't know how she thought there, it was going to be possible to like yeah. do all that, but she was like, I got it. And she didn't drive, so like we were subwaying all oh, the way that's to shit. Wild. Like, I mean, why why do you drive in like, yeah. Manhattan and Brooklyn? Nah, you don't need to, right? Can't do it. So uh, it started with little things. Like I don't want you guys to get too starstruck, but yes, I was on Sesame Street, and <laughs> I have met Big Bird and no way, all the no so, way. You guys, calm down. Autographs. I after. can't even. Yeah, I autographs just, after. Yeah, put your book down. You're, <laughs> Anoush, that big bird I, stuffed animal, later, okay? Later. You don't know how much <laughs> it's so, but I think back about it, and I'm like, because I remember explicitly being on the set of Sesame Street. What was that like as a kid? Like, it's a, it's, it's a, a oh, mind a fuck. Kid. It's a mind fuck because you're seeing Snuffleupagus like take his head off and then two people walk yeah. out of it, and you're like, no, oh, <laughs> wait, Snuffleupagus is two people? If I remember correctly, it was Guys, like two po- people. Okay, podcast is over. Hey, thank you so much. Yes, Mama, we you. made it uh, exclusive. Mama, yeah, <laughs> yes, and thank your mother for a terrific job. And my childhood was ruined. Bye. Um, yeah, so it started with that, and it was a lot of random, like like a Robitussin commercial here, and a, like a this there, and then by far, in my opinion, one of my coolest stories ever. Um, I booked in Living Color. No lit. Lit, right? Lit. And um, I did like, I think I did two episodes of it, but one of the episodes, there was this... Um, Little rapper known as uh, Tupac Shakur Shut as the, the musical guest. Yes. And Shut I the just, fuck and up. And I was like six or seven, and I just thought he was super Stop. hot. Stop. I'm ending the podcast. <laughs> now we're really ending. I'm spilling, I'm, I'm spilling water for the tears <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I should have shed <laughs> yeah, exactly. onto this right. fucking It's real right life. I, Pac. Pac, just all the way, thug life, and... I didn't remember that I had met him until like I was like nine or ten and was going through photos yeah. and saw a photo of him like bent down and me like, yay, like cheesing no to the point where way. my fucking face was breaking. Unreal. And I've been telling my mom, I need I'm like, to see that where photograph. is the photo? Like, I know that that photo exists, but I'm like, where the fuck is it in your like piles of Vanessa memorabilia? I'll like, go through it myself. I'm to saying find that. like, I need to just like sit, like drink like seven cups of coffee and like yes. sit down and just go in. Yes. I'm like that photo right there is the only reason why I'm still breathing. Wow. I know. Can I ask you this? Like all, all of these like instances, commercials, little like shows here and there when you were super young. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it now, I mean, naturally your path led to all of these things up until now, but when you were a kid and look back at it, do you remember those times, like those shows, those experiences? Mm. I remember the first time I was because it's a lot of it started with like extra work, like you know, just sitting around with two hundred other kids, you know, like waiting, not really sure. I didn't really understand always what I was doing, like when I was like three or four, Got it. when I was like in a, like 
the pig pen with everyone else. Yeah. <clears throat> but I loved doing it. I loved being the center of attention. I had fun. Like mm-hmm. I didn't get that it was work. I didn't realize I knew I was getting paid, but I didn't see the checks. I didn't yeah. care. Like yeah. I knew that if I did well on an audition, like I said, I was going to get yeah. a happy meal at the end of the day. And I was good with that. And I yeah. had fun on set. And I just remember, and I feel like it was one of my first lessons in being professional regardless of your age because i've i've worked with four-year-olds that are more professional than like the 20 year olds on wild and and i just remember i was doing i believe it was nutrasweet a nutrasweet commercial and the setup was like like a family dinner and i was just like a kid one of the extras in it and the little boy who was the principal was like a diva all the way like Mm. wouldn't do his lines was like complaining blah 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 and the the director was like fuck this and like turned to me and was like do you want to eat jello and i was like yeah like that's all i heard i was like fuck yeah (laughs) and my mom was very strict about sugar so i was like you're saying i have to eat jello for every fucking take because i was just sitting there like doing my shit like they were like this is where you need to stand this is your mark look this way and i was like okay like I follow directions. And the director was like, I can't work with this kid. Let's use her. And that was the first time I got upgraded from an extra to a principal. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's positive reinforcement. Like, if you do what you're supposed to and act professional. And mm. and I've so realized. I digested it. I, I, and, and I've realized that that was a lesson that I've taken with me throughout most of my projects is. Wow. Talent is a dime a dozen. And good looks are a dime a dozen in this city. But, like do I want to actually work with you? Like a person's Mm. temperament on like stage and in business is so telling of their character and just in general, like, and just being professional has gotten me so much more work from people who were like, not only were you great in what you did, but Mm. like we enjoy you as a human being. So that's that's incredible because I feel like in this entertainment world, like that's a concept that's so foreign to so many. Like everybody's just thinking about being on, Insane. But like you don't get and and this this crosses all platforms and mediums of like entertainment because yeah. <clears throat> you know in the music game the way I saw it <clears throat> and I think that it just translates to every form of entertainment is if you're going to win people have to want to see you win. Absolutely. People have to be behind you. Yeah. And like you're not going to get that with a diva ass attitude. No. You know what I'm saying? Or like or like just to 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 go on your point of people wanting to see you win, like I, I have met <clears throat> celebrities that I look up to, that I'm fans of, who yeah. have dismissed the fuck out of me, <laughs> yeah. like to the point where I was just stunned, and I'm like, but yeah. you realize that, and not just me, but like me times a million times a million. That's the reason why you're relevant. Yeah. How do you not, and I know there are the, the few who like can be assholes and people just, people are still working with them, but like they go home at night and meditate and have a drink because they can't deal yeah, with how horrible sure. you are on set, you know? Yeah. But they got to deal with it. And I'm like, fans, those are, that, that's, that's who you got to, that's who you got to give all your love to. Absolutely. Yeah, all the love. Absolutely. Like, yeah. What? I don't yeah. know. It's crazy. No, I feel that completely. It's like it, it's like you know when you meet your hero and it, it doesn't turn out to be the person that you thought it was. Yeah, it is such a horrible, like, reality check. Like, yeah. the reality check that you don't want. But 
for me, when it happened, I was like, never again. Like, I, I've never, ever dismissed a fan, but, like, now I probably overcompensate because I never want anyone to, to feel, feel the way like, I was how made are to. you? Come over, please. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. do you want my phone number? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, can we text? Make sure, let me know if you got home all right. Like, just, <laughs> no. just way too fucking overzealous. Like, they're like, honestly, I liked her before, but she was so fucking nice. I hate her now. Like, that's what I want them to think is, like, this bitch is way too nice. Like, that's incredible. Yes. So as a as a kid, you know, your life is a little bit unconventional. Absolutely. What was school and friends and that dynamic like mm. for you while paralleling that with the acting world? I'm really lucky because, um, and maybe it's because my mom and dad didn't have access to the best education. Education was always their primary thing. Like my mom was like, she was not even close to being a stage mom. Like, I wish, like, I would see some of my other actor friends and be like, my mom does not treat me special at all. Like, try pretending you're sick because you just don't want to go to school for a quiz and your mom being like, I know you're an actress, don't pull that shit on me, you're going to class. And I'm like, but I'm like real life dying right now. Like, I'm not that good of an actor. Like, what are you saying? Like, it's, it's not that serious, mom. But like, my mom was adamant about keeping me in school. Like, I wow. never homeschooled throughout mm. the entire times I was really? filming. Never, not once. Like, and it was amazing because, like, I would go off and, like, like for the, for the Lost World, I was the only child on set. So you have to, by law, have three hours of schooling a day. And it's incredible because... I'm working one-on-one with a tutor for three hours a day. When I would go back to school, I'd be like three months ahead of them because I had such like solitary focused attention Mm. that I would go back and my teachers would be like, we're not even there yet. So I was like acting and becoming a genius all at once. (laughs) 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 Yeah. What what was that? Like, did you have to skip grades or like, what was I, I've always been like a major nerd. Like I've always been all about school. Like Bill Nye, the science guy is one of my favorite human legend. I'm saying dude, like he is one of my favorite human beings in the world. Have you ever met him? No. And I've imagined it. In my head okay. and like teared up thinking about <laughs> it. Like a fucking crazy person. Like just like like I was watching his new show, Bill Nye Saves the World, on yeah. Netflix like a day or two ago. <coughs> and just thinking and I got super nostalgic because I was the kid in like sixth and eighth grade when like the teacher would roll in the A V set. I was oh, like, It's yeah. Bill Nye Day. Yeah. And, like <laughs> For real. the fuck out. And like yeah. even some of my friends from high school now still are like we will never forget you in like junior high, like in the back, pumping your fist, like, Bill, 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 Bill. Like, because I was like, let's turn up eighth grade. We're doing science experiments yeah. and we're not learning shit. We're watching this dude today. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I used to love seeing that TV get rolled in. Oh, it was the best. When the VCR's popping, it's just like, oh, there yeah, we go. Yeah, you're like, no. You're like, okay, yep. it's going to be a great Relax day. Time. And like, recess next. So, yeah. like, I'm For killing real. it as a 13 year old. Like, real. killing it. Straight up. Yeah, so. I was lucky, like, I was always, like, very social, and I always had a good group of friends, and I never felt like an outsider. Like, Mm. I I actually, no, actually thinking about it, in, like, third, fourth grade, no, let's go back a little bit. Let's go. We gotta go back a little bit. Yeah. So, New York, right? Uh, We are, see, it's, like, 91, 92, the recession. My Mm. mom gets laid off. And my... What did your mom do? She was a 
secretary or paralegal mm. at a law firm. I don't know. Um, whoops, probably I'll find that out. <laughs> that'll that'll be the next episode. I'll come back with my mom's life story. Um, Not in the next episode. We're gonna yeah. get your mom on here. <laughs> oh my Jesus! Oh man, she's a trip. Uh, so my agent was like, you know what, Vanessa's doing all right in New York, but I think she should really go to LA for six months and try out pilot season. Like that's where the legitimate stuff happens. Like the pilots, the yeah. commercials, the this and that. Like and how old are you here? Uh, I want to say I'm like six. Okay. So you couldn't be younger than six. Young, yeah. yeah. Um, so my brother was born when I was five and a half and he was, he moved with us. So he was definitely around. Um, want to say around maybe like seven or eight we moved out here in January mm. and I didn't know. I was just like, cool, we're going to some place for like, you know, however long because I'm supposed to act over there. Like I'm eight. I can't control where I go, you know? And it was just this new experience. Like it was sunny all the time. I was expecting to see hot dog stands and like Italian icy little kiosk everywhere. Yeah. Cause I was used to growing up in, in Brooklyn and Manhattan. Yeah. Like I remember my mom and I trying to flag down a cab for like 30 minutes to go to a audition. And someone was like, you guys are from the East coast, huh? Like you have to call cab companies here. Wild. And I was like, this place sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I was like, this is whack. And like, I don't even know how long it took, but I just started booking like fucking crazy, like Wild. insane. Like I booked this and, and it's just so funny to look back on my motivations. For yeah. why, like I always enjoyed it, but like there are kids that I know today that are actors that know they're getting paid and I knew, but I couldn't like really wrap my head yeah, around no. the concept. All I know is I booked a McDonald's, I mean uh, a, a Barbie commercial. And so they, we filmed at like the Mattel plant, the company, whatever. And they have like a Barbie store and they were like, all right guys, since you're doing our new commercial, just go in there and pick whatever Barbie you want. And I was like, wait, what, wait, <laughs> run that back again. What do you mean? Like, cause yeah. like I didn't like my family, we didn't, I didn't come from a lot of money. Yeah. So like these type of things were like, wait, wait, wow. you're just going to give me one. So in my mind, I was like, book a McDonald's. I was like, book a Barbie commercial, get a free Mattel Barbie. Like, wow. that's the way it worked. Like, I get to pick one, plus they give me the one that I actually, like, made the commercial for. Yeah. So I booked, like, seven commercials in the first year that I was here. And that's incredible. Yeah, my mom was like, I love this place. The weather's amazing. People actually say hi to you on the street. Why would we fucking go back to New York? Oh, yeah. And my agent and manager were like, look, she's killing it. If there's no reason to go back, why would you go back? And literally to this day, I'm still here for six months trying out pilot season. We never went back. Wow. Ever. And then I don't know what the time frame is, but like I want to say like a couple months later, I booked my first movie and then like. What was the, your first movie? A Little Princess with Incredible. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know? the? He, yeah. he just did Gravity. Yeah. And yeah. He's, and it was his first American film. Wow. And yeah, it was one of the most amazing, like. I, I can't say I've had a bad experience on set and I know a lot of people who have and yeah. I'm just so grateful that it's always left me like more enriched. What's it like for a kid on set? Like even as you're growing, like it's like this little play world for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Well, right? But like... A Little Princess was interesting because it was myself and like 10 other little girls. So it was just playtime 
all the time. Whereas the Lost World was like me in like the school trailer, like, oh my God, I hope the three hours are over so I can go like hang out with Vince Vaughn. Like the little princess was like, okay, party time with everyone in class. Like, let's be stupid. And then like, okay, like, oh, one of us has to go to set. And Alfonso was amazing. He was super young. It was his first film. He is a dad and he's fantastic with kids. So Mm. like, Liesel and I, the girl who was the lead, like we would be putting curlers in his hair as he's trying to direct a really serious scene. And he'd be like, he didn't yell much, but if he did, he was like yelling at the crew with like pink sponge curlers in his hair. That's incredible. Little girls had like just decked him out. Like (laughs) that's incredible. Yeah. And so like he was just, and like I remember. It's so funny because I didn't know, and it's so funny to think about being a child and going through all of these adult motions that adults in the industry would kill for, and I think that's why kids sometimes do so well because they're not putting so much on it. They're just having fun. They're living the experience. They're enjoying the journey. You know what I mean? They're not like, this This booking is the the difference between like rent and like being famous and this and that. It's really wild that you say that because, and it's crazy because like in our building, there's a casting office. I forget what the fuck it's called. But like, I've been brought up for two commercials, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the fuck that whole process is. Like, because like, it's people, crazy. people that are in that industry are going to casting after casting after casting. It's a numbers game. They're it's like Tinder to an extent. Like, <laughs> it's fucked up. I hear, I hear about some of these model castings and all this shit, and it's just like yeah. people looking at each other crazy, all this. I see these people just like so tight. And like for a person, like I feel like I was a little kid going to a castle. I was like, what's up, y'all? How we doing? Yeah. We good? Yeah. You, what's it, good, y'all? Y'all good? Wait, this way? Yeah. That and and way. you know what? For, for the people who are probably seeing cookie cutter robotic people all day trying oh, to yeah. please them, they're like, good God, a fresh, like a fresh breath of air. Like, yeah. I remember once my mom told me, and this is probably my favorite story. She said I had a commercial audition in New York and I went into the audition and apparently my four or five year old mind thought that I knew the director. So I walked in and I was like, oh my God, how are you? It's been so long. How have you been? And I refused to do the actual lines because I was like, why won't you, why won't we talk about how long it's been since we last saw each other? Like, and I just was like, like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Obviously I confused him with someone else. But my mom said that he came out and was like, we're not even alerting the agent. Your daughter booked this commercial. I don't know how the fuck she convinced me that I know her somehow. (laughs) And I was like, I must have met this four or five year old at some point because she's so damn adamant that she won't read her lines. And I was like, oh, I was crazy from day one. Like just jump street, just out of my mind. But I'm sure to them, they're like, we've got all these little kids like, who are cookie cutter, yeah. like, and I was such a tomboy too, like, and very like, oh, fuck all, this. like, I hate pink, I like green, blah, mm. blah, blah, like, I play in the dirt and science and this and that, and like, I remember I lost a friend in LA because we gave her a ride to an audition, and like, looking back, like, what the fuck were you guys thinking? It was like a soft soap ad, like a little girl who was like dirty. And I just remember like we were taking them to the audition. And so I was in like overalls and a t-shirt and my hair was probably like to the side and fucked up. And yeah. my friend was like in a ballroom gown, right? Oh, wow. Everyone was like decked out, like what? And the casting director <laughs> was like, oh, 
to my mom. She was like, oh, is she an actress? And my mom was like, yeah. And she was like, well, can she audition? And my mom was like, okay. And I booked it. The girl stopped talking to me. I was like, wow. Don't wear ballroom gowns to fucking auditions. That <laughs> Yo. You're supposed to be a real life child. Like, yeah. don't do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be real. And People it's, respond it's to that. It's wild how cutthroat that shit is. Like, for no reason, though. Like, I get it. Like, look, you got to see a people going after a specific role or whatnot. But it's like, yo, hearing these horror stories, it's people wild. Ruthless. And it's crazy because, like, one thing that I've learned is, like, every role that has been meant for me, I didn't have to do much but be prepared yeah. and show up yeah. for what I was there to do. So did if you, something's meant for me, I don't have to put someone else down to ensure that I book did it. Did you deal with that a lot? All day. Like, what was that like? It's just hard, but you get... Especially as a kid, that has to be fucked up. Well, I got picked on a lot when I was little. Like, Mm. a lot. And it was because I was an actor. And I... This is at school? Yeah. And this, like, when I first moved out to L.A., like, I went to the Little Red Schoolhouse on Highland. Everyone's passed it. Everyone knows that school. But I was fucking smart. And I got skipped a grade. So I was, like, a fourth grader with, like, sixth and seventh graders in math and that's a giant they're not step. into it they're no. not into it at all I and mean, kids are ruthless yeah and they knew that i would like leave for auditions here and there and like some were jealous some were just like oh it's easy because she's like an artistic weird kid and i was yeah. like skinny and like awkward just mm. weird. like all the girls would like dress as princesses for halloween and i was like I just got out of a car accident. Like, I remember coming, like, to class with my eye out. And everyone was like, like, what? And I was like, oh. (laughs) We're supposed to be sexy at nine? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, I had, like, gauze wrapped around my head. Like, look, you guys, I just got in an accident. Everyone's like, you're that weird actor. (laughs) That's hilarious. And I was weird. Like, I was a strange kid. But, like, it's because I was creative. Yeah. You know, like, and also, like, when you're put in very adult situations at such a young age, you mature very yes. rapidly yes. because you have to be able to communicate. And uh, I was—I definitely believe that I was mature for my age, but being in that industry where you're working with adults who are expecting you to be professional, like I understood that at a very young age, like mm. I got to raise the fucking bar. Like I'm going to be in an adult world. And, and my mom was very forthright with it she was like look you're gonna be in some situations where like you know like there's some creepy casting directors or like weird people around and she sat down with me and she was like if you ever have a meeting where you feel uncomfortable just know you come to me right after or you walk out you don't put up with any of that shit like my mom like that's incredible and i'm so lucky because i know a lot of kids who are very screwed up now because they realize that their parents put their career Ahead, ahead of, of their them. own interests. Well, that's the stigma a lot with child actors. That's the, that's the big thing is like, there is that stigma like, oh, you're a child actor. Yeah. You probably end up like kind of fucked up yeah. or like your parents stole your money or Absolutely. there's like all that shit that surrounds that whole like child actor thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had, um, cause I kind of like took a little like break. Like I was still auditioning and, and filming while I was in college. But once I was done, I like started again and I saw a casting director that I hadn't seen in years. And she was like looking at my resume. And she was like, Oh my God. 
did. Oh my gosh, a little princess, lost world. Well, oh my gosh. So wait, where were you for the like the last four or five years? And I was like, oh, I was at USC like studying. And she was like, oh, fight I thought on, you were gonna fight, fight on, on, Trojan. on all day. You dick. We got Trojans in the building. Yo. Okay, good. Thank God. I was like, don't ruin this podcast. <laughs> I'm a Trojan. I was like, she don't was, ruin she, this shit. Yo, if y'all, if y'all saw the side eyes she just gave Joe, like you better be like a Trojan, lasers, motherfucker. Like lasers out of my eye. Like I was about to be I'm, like, I'm just a like flip the table and walk out. <laughs> For real. Um, Final <laughs> Yeah, but she was like, oh, I thought... <laughs> Fight on all day. <laughs> oh, that was epic. Yeah, I mean, and she literally was like, oh my God. Okay, college, great. I thought maybe rehab. And I was like, damn. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't think that she, <laughs> she was took like, it right what yeah, the like, fuck? yeah, like she was like, four year stint. <laughs> stay alive, stay alive, yeah? Yo, she took it there. All the way, all wow. the way. Wow. And I was like, I get it because. I can't even say that I don't know people who that hasn't happened to. You know, like I know that that is a case. It's just sad that that would be the first thing that someone jumps to, rather mm. than like well, you made it out alive. Like, okay, cool, dope. You made it out. Yeah, like you survived. Like most, that's probably one of the most frequent comments I get is like, "Wow, you're well adjusted." <laughs> like, now, what about like as a kid socially? Did you have a core group of friends? Yes. Oh, you did. Yes. I were had, they all actors, or were they? No. Oh, and it's very kind cool. of been that way. Like, I have a lot of friends that are actors. I have friends that are doing so many amazing things, but that's not my requirement for friendship. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, I want. If it happens, it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, if like, you happen to be an actor, like, cool. Like, that's one more thing that we have in common that we can bond over. But like. That's not why I become friends with people. Like, sure. I mean, I was friends with you because of your hair. Like, that's uh, right. what I went for. <laughs> I feel you. I, I was like, it. okay, fine, fuck it. He's not an actor. Okay, cool, musician. What else works? Oh, his hair. There it so, is. Got it. Here it is. Here it is. Bottom, now we hair. Here it is. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and even today, most of my friends, they're, they're, a lot of them are in creative they're actually a lot of them are in entertainment, but they're doing different things, whether like they represent films or their agents or the directors or their writers or whatever. And I like that because I feel like the more people I'm around, the more life I live, it's just more shit in my arsenal to portray those stories when I am on set, you know? Yeah, Cause it's interesting. I mean, you have a very different life from 99% of kids. Like growing up, like straight up, you know, most kids are like playing AYSL soccer. Absolutely, or, and I wanted to so badly, and I couldn't. <laughs> what well, did you have any like quarrels with that, or did you like? Uh, I was very active in school and very social, and like there were times where like I would be sad that I was filming and missing things that were happening at school. Ooh. Like, like I remember when like I was doing Harriet the Spy. <laughs> God, this is so dramatic. I was doing Harry the Spy. I had just gotten two hamsters before I left and booked the movie, but it, it no. filmed in Toronto, right? So I gave my science class the hamsters. I was like, take care of these while I'm gone. Like, this will be like the the class's, you know, pets, pets. while I'm out. Because, like, I can't take this shit to, like, Canada. I don't know how Border Patrol yeah. is. What I'm, I'm 10, yeah. you know? So... I'm talking to one of my friends, Zoe, on the phone because, like, my mom was like, see how your friends are doing, blah, 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 blah. And Zoe was like, yeah, it was, like, really fucked up that, like, Mocha, and she didn't say fucked up because she was nine, but she was like, <laughs> Mocha and Vanilla died because I had a brown and white hamster and I named him Mocha wow. and Vanilla. how long into this trip? 
I think I was like. <laughs> that just seemed hella quick. Yo, I think I was like, I think it was like, I don't know. Um, this is just me trying to guess time back in that age. Don't worry, this, I is, think gonna, like this two, is gonna be three, a, a Donald Trump maybe fact Maybe like, check, right, you know like, I mean? right. Alternative facts, it yeah. was two weeks ago. Um, so like maybe like two or three weeks into filming. Holy shit. And my mom had known that they died. Oh my God. <laughs> but she didn't tell me because I she didn't want to fuck up my like. I so then I was like, wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> So this is a two-part betrayal. Like, they died. Mom knew, didn't tell me. And I'm supposed to fucking go to set tomorrow and, like, pretend that everything's honky-dory. And I just remember being on my bed. And this is, like, this is when I know I'm a dramatic-ass actress. I just remember being on my bed and, like, writing, like, October 26th, like, in my diary. I was obsessed with Anne Frank, so I I was like, I got a diary because I want to be her. And so I'm, like, writing, and I'm like, October 26th, like, Zoe just called and told me that like vanilla died. And like, I just feel so betrayed because no one told me as I'm writing and seeing like my teardrops like spread on the, on the journal paper. And then the paper's like crinkling cause it's wet. Yep. And like that's that was me as a child, like Incredible. so dramatic. Incredible. But, but like I, I I always kept in contact with my people. Like I remember <clears throat> there was a scene in Jurassic Park. And so many people were like, God, your mom is a saint because they wanted to fly us out to Hawaii for a week for a scene. But it was the same scene. It was the same week that my June recital was in school. And I loved the June recital. Like Mm. we worked on like a dance, we sang, we performed. And like, it's just so funny to think about my mentality because I wanted to be on stage and I wanted people to see me and like adore me. And I didn't get that I was in fucking Steven Spielberg's movie. And I was like, no, I want to perform on Highland and Fountain. And I was like, no, mom, if they don't need me, I want to do the recital. And she was like, yeah. So we're just not going to get a free vacation? Tell Stevie. Yeah. yeah. And I don't you know. You can go tell Steven that I have school and I have a recital. Okay? I mean, like, when I look back at some of the shit that I did, Yo. I'm like, oh, you did not care about your career at all. Like, wow. I remember one of the first times shooting with Steven, he, like, we had done a couple of scenes and it was another scene and they wanted me to cry in it. And I was like, Kelly is not a fucking crier. Like, if she's going to stow away on a damn trailer without her dad knowing to go to this island with dinosaurs on it, like, this girl's got balls, you know? Mm. And I didn't want to cry. And I, he was like, okay, I think, like, I want you to cry in this scene. And I remember being like, I don't think I should. And, like, he had, like, a micro emotion, like... What did she just, what just happened? Really? Like, kind of just like, what? But I think he was like, if I casted her to play this part and I trust myself, then I should trust that she knows what Kelly would do in this situation, you know? How how is that, like, I can't even speak for him, but like, that distinction being made, though, right? Because like, some people wanting somebody to cry, they'll just be like, no, I don't want to cry. But you actually at that moment thought like, look, this is my character. Yeah, I just was like, she wouldn't. Like, it just didn't seem natural. Like, it just didn't seem like the progression of that moment in her life to me. And you knew that then. Yeah. You you embodied that that character I think that the driving factor was I didn't want to cry. But I think I also knew like, 
Kelly's strong. Like, she's a strong little badass. If she made it all the way here, she's like, yeah, she could be scared that her dad's mad at me, mad at her and like all that. But I don't think that this is it. And looking back, I'm like, I think I made the right decision. What, What was that interaction like? He was super chill about it. Like, he was just like, okay, um... All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, if you don't think she should cry, well, let's try it your way. Like, I think he realized, like, I'm not into this direction. Yeah. And I didn't think much of it after. And then Mm. after I remember, like, telling my agent, they were like, what? You told Spielberg no? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yo. And they're not going to fire me now. We were like. Two weeks in a shooting, right? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm good, right? I'm like, okay, right? it's really fucking expensive to find another one of me, right? What? Oh, God. <laughs> Did I fuck up? Okay. <laughs> Did they freak you out? No. The thing that's crazy is, so, A Little Princess was my first movie, and I actually met Steven Spielberg at the party for A Little Princess. Wow. He has a daughter named Sasha, okay. who's a fantastic singer, just awesome. to plug her for some awesome. no reason. Um, so Sasha was there, and she wanted to meet me, and I just remember all, like, my agent, my manager, my mom, and, like, all of the paparazzi, you know, Steven Spielberg just, like, kneel down to talk to this little girl, and everyone's, like, hovering, like, oh, my God, I can't. this is so special. And I'm just, like who the fuck is this dude in the flannel and the, like the baseball cap, like all the kids are over there playing. Like, what is he saying to me right now? Like I'm missing time with the kids, you know, Yeah. just no comprehension of who is standing in front of me. And he was like, I just want to let you know, I think you're fantastic. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. You know? And he's like, can you sign this for me? And I was like, sure. You know? And everyone's like geeking out. And then he was like, I just want to let you know, I'm going to use you in a movie one day. Oh wow. And I was like, I literally was like, okay, like, sure, right? You know, two or three years later, I got a fucking call from DreamWorks. They were like, Steven Spielberg wants to meet with you for Jurassic Park 2. And I just remember being like, holy shit. He told me three years ago he was going to use me in a movie. That's insane. I didn't think shit about it. I was like, okay, I gotta go get punched with the kids, you know? like. and and, And I just remember, like, I feel like that was the moment when I was like, oh, this is not only fun, this is not a game. Like, this is not a this game. This is not a game mm. in the smallest regard. Like, that's when shit got serious. Like, how old were you at that point? Um, I think, I think I was 11. When you got the call? When I got it. So I think you I got was, him at like I, seven, I think eight-ish. I was 11 to 12. And I think, let's see. Yeah, it, when it came okay, when it came out, it was May of '97, so I was 12. Okay, so I was probably like 11ish, late yeah, 10s, yeah, to yeah. early 11s, that's or in the 11s when I was that's, like, yeah, that's incredible that it like clicks. Then you know what I'm saying? Like in that moment, you thought nothing of it, right? You're a kid, you don't really know this guy like that. Well, it's crazy because the process, like most of my audition processes before the Lost World, it was like. You go in on like a Monday, you maybe get a call back, you go in on Wednesday, maybe you find out you book it by Friday and then you're filming next week. Oh, wow. You know, like, I mean, there have been things where I've like, like there was something that I booked last year that I literally auditioned for, never got a call back, never heard shit from them, like was living my life and then got an email with an offer that I had booked it. And I literally told my manager, I was like, I didn't even go on this shit. What are you talking about? And then I was like, oh shit, I went on it a month ago. Like, yeah. 
oh, okay, what? Like, That's lit. They just didn't even, they were like, fuck it, we're just going to book her. I wish they were all like that, like yeah. all of it. So basically, they were like, Spielberg wants to meet with you for Jurassic Park 2. And I was like, okay, like, okay, just like another audition, which I think, thank God I thought of it that way because everyone else was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know, everyone's freaking out. Like yeah. just the possibilities of having this opportunity, what it could lead to. So I show up to, uh, I don't know, I don't, I think DreamWorks was a, around at this time. If not, it was Amblin. So I show up, everyone's like, hi, oh my God, do you need anything? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, huh? Like I'm 12, you know? Yeah. I'm like, Okay, cool. So I just, we're in this office and Spielberg comes out in his, you know, flannel baseball cat, sits next, sits across from me, pushes his seat back and just puts his feet on top of the table. And I was like, oh, we're good. Like, I was like, oh, we're so good. Like, we are so good. Like, you know, like, because I feel like he, he, the thing that I think is fantastic about and and also Alfonso Cuaron and Bronwyn Hughes, who did Harry the Spy, like you have to be a specific type of director to yeah. work with kids. Yeah. To work for sure. with kids, to understand them, to get them to do what you want them to do, because they can revert very yeah. easily to with, a brat. Without making sure. it seem like it's an order. Exactly. Without right. it being like a hierarchy of like mm-hmm. I'm your superior, mm-hmm. you know? Like that's why like when he, You almost have to have a kid buy in. You know what I'm saying? Being like, it's wait, trust. yes. It's I'm, absolute trust. Yeah. Like and he has, I don't even know, like five or six kids. So he understands. And I mean, even like, even if he didn't have kids, if you were to just think about the way he directs and the projects he's, he does, mm-hmm. he's a child at heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he gets the kids, you yeah. know? And so he just started. Nothing was acting related. It was just like, so what are you doing? Like, what are you studying in school? And I was 12 or 11. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh, I was like I'm studying the Holocaust." Ooh. I didn't I didn't know that he was like the guy yeah. on Hol- like yeah. I didn't yeah. know, you know? And so yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm studying the Holocaust." And his like whole life blew up. And I was like, I'm like obsessed with Anne Frank, like I'm reading her diary and I like I was all the way obsessed with Anne Frank and Wild. I still have this weird like like I've watched all the Holocaust films. Like I read up on it. World War II. Really? Like there's some weird. I don't know what it is, but like I, I think that when I found out that something that devastating had happened in mm. history, I just couldn't believe that that shit happened. Like wow. I was like, wait, you're saying this really happened? And so like, in order to process, like I just remember being like, what do you mean one man was able to get a bunch of people to kill? Like to get behind killing people for differences. Like I could not comprehend that. I still can't fucking comprehend it. And I'm glad I don't understand it. I don't want to understand that type of hate, you know? So I'm good on that. But I was just like, I don't like, I was just like, Anne Frank. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like I'm studying like the Holocaust and this and that. And he's like, so what do you like know about it? And I was like, well, this happened. He was like, hold up, stay right here. Like, walked out came back with like six videos and like three books on the holocaust no and was way. like here and i was like <gasps> like no. i was just like yes more fucking way. information you know like more information right Whoa. so didn't left in like the meeting i think it was more for him to see like my temperament who is this little girl that i might possibly want to put in like one of the largest sequels to date right now because jurassic park Watch that shit right now. It is 
it's legendary. It'll always yeah. be. And hundred oh, percent. Yeah. I mean, I can't look at a wa- at like water ripple without thinking like a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my god. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like don't like that literally, sparkling like, water. There's a T Rex yeah. on Wilshire. For real? <laughs> no, it's on sunset. Like right that now. shit is around, you know? And so that was the first meeting. And then the I want to say like I don't know like a week or two went by I don't remember any yeah, of the time yeah, frame yeah. and they were like okay so Spielberg wants to have Vanessa read like I guess I passed like the, I like phase one yeah level the personality yeah. Yeah. yeah like she's got a personality we like phase <laughs> yeah. one so I got past phase one which was dope um and they were like Vanessa want they like Spielberg wants Vanessa to read with Jeff Goldblum. This is how ridiculously unaware I was. In my mind, I was reading with Sam Neill. Is it Sam O'Neill? Ooh, Jurassic Park fans are going to listen to this and be like, bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. <laughs> what, uh, how, did you, how did you guys say that all worked? Okay, cool. Because that might be the first edit of the podcast. That might be the best I basically just, I just basically solidify that that's not going anywhere. Um, edit. <laughs> it's going nowhere. That was so beautiful. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I'm on like I'm on IMDb. Like uh, I know his name. Regroup. Um. Yeah. So I thought that I was reading with him, and I walk into this conference room and I just remember there being a huge like oval conference table and just Mm. empty chairs surrounding it and I had this like fake script that they had made up because it was like everything was super under wraps I'm thinking it's going to be like most of my auditions where there's like a camera set up and blah 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 no, this shit was so raw. It's Steven Spielberg on like a Sony camcorder and a tripod and me and Jeff Goldblum did that phase you in any type of way? I think... Just in terms of, like, the moment. Like, whoa. I like think I tough. started to get it. But one thing that I still pride myself on is, like, when shit gets hot, I keep my cool. Mm. Like, that's when I become more grounded and yeah. more focused. And, and you've been doing this. Yeah. And so, like, it was one of those things where I think it was, like, a micro, like like, thought of, like, okay, this is not the time to get in your head and fuck up. This is not the time to, like, think about what's happening and not be present. Yeah. And... It's th- incredible to have that poise at that young of an no, age, No, this is though. a poised version of myself describing how Got I it. think I Got went it. Got it. I don't think Got I was... I'm, I don't think I was that dope. You were. But it was one of those things where I was, like... I started to understand, like, there's a lot riding on this. Like mm. even like they're not even a lot riding on this, but like there's so much opportunity that could open up yeah. if yeah. I just show up, you know? And if I just give my hundred percent, then at least I can walk away here and not be like, I didn't try or I got, a f- I was, I was scared. So I like crapped out because yeah. I didn't know if I had the ability to rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather try and fail than not even try at all. You I, know, did you ever deal with that before? Just before we get into this, did you ever deal with those moments in auditions where you're like, where you were scared and, and fucked it up? Absolutely. Oh, so Absolutely. Okay. Like, uh, I, I always cared. Like, and it's really hard, too, when you're young. And, like, I remember there was this one show where 
went on the first call, second call back. Then I did a third call back. Then it was like a fourth call back with like producers and this and that. And in my like seven year old mind, I was like, I killed that shit. Like I had decided already that I booked it Mm. and I found out I didn't. And I was crying. I was on my bed. Like, ah, the world is ending because I had just, I I, I let myself down. I had already projected myself into the future of I booked it, you Mm. know? And it's so funny. And I told my mom this the other day. I was like, I don't know if you remember this, but I feel like the way she handled it was probably, my mom was, she's everything. Like all of it plus more. Mm. She was basically like, Oh no. Oh no, no. And I'm like, what? Like I'm crying like <laughs> yeah. all the way a CW fucking series. On <laughs> yeah. my head, you know? like, just dramatic as hell. And she was like, Oh no. Yeah. You're going to have to stop acting. And I was like, what? Oh, like wow. snap me the fuck out oh, of it. Wow. And she was like, no, no, no. She was like, if you're going to act this way every time you don't book something, you, you're not cut out for this shit. And oh, I was like, oh, wow. shit. Yeah, she, like, that's what you get when you have like a foreign ass Caribbean yeah. mom. They're like, we don't play that. Like, she Ooh. was like, no. She was like, uh-uh. She's like, we can't have this. If every time you don't book something, you're going to cry and, and it's the end of the world. She's like, you're not cut out for this. I think I need to take you out of it. And I was Ooh. like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Yo, I was then, just acting right there. You see that? Said, no, no, yeah, no, no, I was no. like, I was practicing for an Oscar, <laughs> mother. Mother, that was just preparation for the next role next week. You're interrupting my scene, yeah, mom. Yeah, I was like, mom, I'm a method actor <laughs> for an audition. I don't know what the fuck is going to be, but that snapped me out of it so quickly. <laughs> That's incredible, Because she though. was like, no. And she sat me down and she was like, look, if you're going to take every bit of rejection as a personal offense you're not cut out for this. And she's like, because if every time you don't book something, it makes you doubt your talent or whether you're worthwhile, you're not going to make it. She goes, because you're going to go to one casting director that's going to say you're too pretty. You're going to go to one that says you're too ugly, too old, too young, too small, too big. She's like, you can't please everyone. That's a gorgeous wake-up call, especially from a mother at that age in this game. I knew she cared. Yeah. Like, Like, looking back. That's the only person that that could ever come from right. or pierce. Right, yeah. And like I, your manager can't tell you that at that age. Yeah, because you're like, they have a vested interest yes. yeah. in keeping me in this business. And, and also your mom like toughening you up. Like you should be like, oh baby, don't worry. No, it's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like she knew. She made me resilient. If you're going to If you're going to be here, rejection is the part of this right, game. Right, right, right. And she was like, you're not, and it was, it's just, I don't even think she realized what she was doing mm. by... She was being a mother, flat like, out. All day. And Ooh. I think once she put it in perspective, like, to my little seven-year-old brain, like, no, you can't act like this every time shit doesn't go your way in acting and just in general in life. Yeah. yeah. It was a serious lesson that I always think of because, yeah, there are times when you really, even today, where I'm like, what, I didn't book that? Like... And I remember, like, it, it doesn't mean that my talent is any, like, it doesn't degrade. It's, any, it's not less than because no. of that. I just may not have been right for that role. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I've realized that. Like, I can't take it as a personal rejection of I'm not worthy and, like, let my self-worth and self-esteem plummet. Like, that's how a lot of fucking people end up in rehab. And, like... I think that's why she was like, I got to keep her in school because if she's busy. It's a with, sense of normalcy Yeah, there. it's normalcy and it's also like if she's got other shit going on for her, mm. she can't focus on only acting and only auditions and mm, like that's special. not her world, you know, yeah. like 
it was like, oh, like, what are my friends doing at school? Or like, I got to get like the new Sanrio backpack because everyone's going to have like Hello Kitty and Kuropi. <laughs> okay, can we get it after I do my lines? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so that's always been my normal is balancing mm. this creative life with, I guess, the part that like, you know, like when Joe met me, he met the Vanessa that he didn't know was an actor, I right. guess, yeah. you know? And yeah. that's always been like this like symbiosis of like, two worlds yeah but that's the beauty of that creative path for the ones that like walk it and are able to kind of go through hell and back within it is that you're a human being first absolutely like you're a creator in any other medium second it's almost like it's it's a learned skill you know what i'm saying and like a lot of people forget that in that on that path and especially those like i feel like it's much like the story of of somebody that that was successful acting as a child and then has continued that path or some even haven't, but it's extremely compelling because those are our formative years, Mm -hmm. right? And for those that are able to have that kind of spotlight in that age, you know, when, when, when people talk about like, oh, rap music and video games and all that, no, like you're being immersed into a life of opulence and it's also just seedy waters until it's not like it's literally seedy water until like 10 feet where the camera can catch the the shiny beach light you know what i'm saying let's be real like preteens and teenage years are awkward in itself yeah without having the whole world like scrutinize you like thank god social media wasn't a thing when i was little oh wow very happy about yeah. that. Very happy. It would be a very different It would be extremely different. Because I couldn't, like, I only, st- like, there's, I'm, I'm lucky. There's so many people who, like, love my work and who are so supportive. And I'm so grateful for social media for, like, f- like being able to be con- connected to those yeah, people. absolutely. But fuck Google. I've also found websites that are, like, why we hate Kelly And I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm so nice and she's fake. Guys, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like I'm sitting here like, okay, I'm crying now. I'm like, don't let them hurt you. <laughs> don't let them hurt you. It's just words, thick skin, like yeah, yeah, yeah. rubber and glue. That's like all I think about. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. So um So going back to uh to that audition yes. with with Jeff. <laughs> so Mr. Goldblum. Mr. Mr. Goldblum. So he's amazing. Um, so we do the scene, and I don't even feel like Spielberg gave me anything like great or awesome or like it was just kind of one of those things where like all right, and then he was like okay, so um, Jeff. And like Jeff is like Jeff has worked with him before. Yeah. Everyone's acting like this shit is just like a okay, super normal. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, okay, Jeff. So uh, right now, what I want is I want you to pretend you're a raptor and chase Vanessa around the room. And like, I had been prepared for everything acting based scene, delivery, blah, emotions. Yeah. Not that, not that at all. Like I was like, wait, what? Fucking Jeff didn't skip a beat. Like he crouched down, arms up, like claws in position. And Yo. that like actually fucking terrified me. I was like, Yo. Like, I was like, oh God, you know? And he just starts creeping around. I was like, oh, I don't and, and that was I like I'm so grateful for Jeff for like just jumping right in and saying yeah. yes. Cause I didn't have a moment to doubt and be like, this is oh, weird. Yeah. Wow. Like I didn't have time because the scene had already started with just Jeff. Go react. And it's it's so funny because like 
I've always had a pretty like deep voice for a girl. And my voice was deep when I was little too. Okay. Like, so they wanted these like girly ass screams, and I was like, "It ain't me, y'all." <laughs> Yo. like, oh. No, oh. I'm pretty sure every single scream is dubbed because it's not me. Like, <laughs> like a little princess, really? I had to scream, and I had this high pitch ass <laughs> voice. But you're bad. You shouldn't have booked me in the middle of going through puberty. Like, <laughs> like literally, I remember they, like it was this like guttural ass, like weird scream, and everyone was kind of like, "Oh, she has flaws." Like, <laughs> <laughs> she can't scream. Yeah, like, I get it. oh, so she isn't perfect. Is <laughs> what the whole set said. No, I'm just kidding. Like, but yeah, so like he's jumping on chairs, and I'm like pushing chairs and trying to look scared, and I'm actually a little like slightly like low low lightweight scared yeah and we just did that and then everyone was like back to being humans and it was like normal again <laughs> jeff like straightened up and was like good day sir and i was like okay, cool um and i left and did not hear anything for a month wild so i was like oh okay well this shit didn't happen like whatever continue on with my life and then i get a call and they're like you booked jurassic park 2 wild what was that like it's crazy because i started crying because i was scared i was like everyone was like what oh my gosh like like i remember being like like it was like a lot to comprehend like wait like you know i think a lot of times as creatives and i've had this conversation with a lot of friends is like we're so used to and stuck on like I'm going to be famous one day or like, I'm going to get there. And a lot of us become really comfortable with the journey that mm. we don't even rem- like remember that we're actually trying to arrive somewhere. And so at that point, whether or not I was conscious of the fact that I never wanted to be famous, like I just enjoyed doing it. Like yeah. it was so much fun. There was so much to be simulated by and it was a challenge and I loved doing it. Fame was never something I'm still not into it. Like yeah. I like my anonymity and I remember, like, I grew up in, like, this housing complex, the Oakwood. You guys probably know it. Yeah. I, I grew up at the Oakwood. And so, <laughs> all the, like, you know, stage moms and teens are, like, were, like, yay. And they, like, threw me this party. And, like, I remember being, like, really happy but also, like, terrified. Like, and when I got back from the party, I just started crying. What were you terrified of? I didn't want to be famous. And I, like, remember telling my mom, I was, like, I don't want to be famous. Like, I want to be able to, like walk around and people not like stop me like I want to be able to like play and like like I was afraid that like the the life I knew and that level of normalcy I don't Mm. know what I thought was gonna happen but in my mind I was afraid and I think I was just afraid of the unknown Mm. because once it happened I wasn't like I don't like this guys you know but I think I was just afraid of like all the stories and what everyone was saying like this is Spielberg like do you understand and I was like what am, what am I supposed to understand? Like, yeah. you know, and so that scared me, but I got over it. Like, it was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it was awesome doesn't even begin to describe, like, it. So I got over that real quick. I feel you. Real quick. Like, real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever doubt your ability in that? Because you came, look, at you came from two great movies, like yeah. Harriet the Spy and Little Princess, which were both phenomenal films. Right. And now you're put onto this stage. Was part of the fear ever like your ability, or would you step onto the stage confident and be like, yo, I'm going to kill this? It's funny because I feel like 
I actually think about my ability more now as an adult mm. than I did as a child. I don't feel like I don't know. That's good. So that, that I don't know. Like it's I don't think I ever really was concerned with whether or not I was good. I think like awesome. I thought, well, if I'm booking then I must be and I just kind of accepted that. But I don't know. Like I think once you get older and because a lot of child actors, like, you could just be cute and personable. Like, yeah. you don't have to necessarily be talented. Like, sure. there are, like, the Dakota Fannings out there who you're just like... What the fuck? What? Like, you're just a yeah. robot. Because yeah. why and how? Like, yeah. and uh, I don't think I was at that level. I think I was good. And I think I was, like... I feel like what really worked for me was, like, I was just a genuine child. So you could, like, see that... It was authentic. Mm. And I did have classes and I did have a like large emotional wealth that was like going on. So that definitely helped me. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a very empathetic person and I've always been. And acting is just basically finding that portion of you that isn't, because like, okay, how do I put this? Like there's a little Anoush in me. There's a little, a little mm-hmm. Joe in me. It's mm-hmm. not my primary personality. You know, Vanessa, but if I'm giving a given a part where I'm portraying Joe's perspective on life, you yeah. find that part of you that resonates with them, and Absolutely. then you just let it illuminate. Absolutely, and that's something. But you also have to study that part, right? Like that's when you say, like when you spoke about, you know, being prepared for everything else outside of just that natural scared emotion exactly. and being yeah, able yeah, to act yeah. it, like. The improv. Let, yeah, but let's not forget, like, you know, you were a child actress, but at the same time, to be able to be in those rooms, command those rooms, and also have a, a, a point where you're hitting on these yeah. bookings, you have to practice your ass off yeah. and study and learn. It's yeah. not, yeah. you're not just going in there and just being like, well, we're here for the audition. Absolutely. I was very. Like, it clicked for me when you said that because it's like, you tend to forget that, right? Because every actor has that path, especially in their later years, where they're like, look, because you have to decide, even, especially when you're older, like, if you're going to go through that creative path, you're going to have to decide within you because you yourself will be the only one. That'll have to look back when you're 40 and be like, we either did it or we didn't. Right. And I, you know, I have, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I have like, I have friends who will be like, so, you know, like back in my hometown, like a lot of people thought I was like pretty and like I did it like a, like a play. I think I'm going to like act. And Mm. it's just so interesting because like anyone can do it. Yeah. I know a lot of people who are actors but they're not doing shit. Yeah. They just like to tell people they're actors. Exactly. Like, this shit is not for the faint of heart. It's not a game It's like not that. for the faint of heart. I have friends who are not actors who go on two job interviews and don't get it and they're devastated. I'm yeah. like, yo, I got rejected from two auditions today. Like, <laughs> and this is a bomb ass day. Like, what are you, like, you get to a point where you're just like, Mm. It's not you. You have to have thick ass skin, yeah. and like I like it when I'm busy because you don't have time to sit down and mull over like the pilot that didn't get picked yeah. up or like the callback that you didn't get. And like you you're ha- just busy. You have yeah. to explore the shit out of your craft. Like this is a craft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that ability that you were talking about. Like it comes with not only the training and just like the study of acting, but like. To be able to go within somebody and find the Nushi in you yeah. or the little Roushi in you and maybe have to play that one day and like 
make that little bitty of Roushi that's in you yeah. blossom mm-hmm. to where you're literally trying to show them and the embodiment of them. Right. It's a huge responsibility to the character. Absolutely. And that's one thing, responsibility, you nailed it. Because I got to a point as, as an, an adult actress where I started realizing that the stories and the characters, the characters that I was telling these stories through or yeah. whatever, like there is someone out there living that truth. Mm-hmm. They might not have anyone else to talk to or think that some, whether their situation's great, bad, in between, whatever, like, their stories need to be told. And I feel like that's the actual, like, honor is telling, giving a voice to some of these stories that we're not hearing about. Like, I did a pilot a couple of years ago for NBC called Reconstruction that was based on the Reconstruction period after um, slavery was abolished. Wow. And... Uh, I got a call from this director that I had worked on another show with, and he was like, look, like, I'm working on this pilot, and I told my writing partner about you, and I told him that I worked with you on this Fox show, and I want you to play, like, the newly free slave. And I was like, whoa, like, (laughs) you're just going to give it? Like, what? And he's (laughs) like, you just need to go, like, meet with my writing partner. So I, like, met with the writing partner, and it was crazy because they didn't actually have um, sides for me yet, so they just had me read the sides of one of the other characters. But in the scene, it's like 1866. They're like around a fireplace, like cooking and talking. And I'm like doing my scene in my room, like reading it. And I was like, this shit feels weird. Like this shit just does not feel right. And Mm. then like I'm reading it another day and I'm like eating like hummus and like pita chips. And this shit just clicked. It's mm. like the minute I had the actual tool or prop, it was just like I was rather than worrying about the lines, I was just doing the action and it was just like flowing through me. Mm. So guess what the fuck I did? I brought Akmak and fucking hummus to the audition and like sat there and like ate it in the middle of it. And they were like, what? Like, <laughs> and then I get a call later, like, okay, you booked it. And they're like, Look, she has no lines in the pilot, but she's the only black woman in this in this show. Like, mm. and she's the only female slave we have in this show or former slave. Her role is going to be huge. And like, I was dating a white dude, so it was like scandal in the eighteen sixties. You know, it's like oh shit, <laughs> swirl back in reconstruction. Yo, for oh real. my god. <laughs> Hashtag IR couples, whatever. Um, so uh, ebony and ivory. I let's know, go. right? And so they, uh, towards the end of filming, they were like, "Hey, Vanessa, like NBC wants to um, interview for the EPK, like Electronic Press Kit." Yeah. yeah, And I'm like, "What? Like, I didn't even have lines." Okay, and like some of the other actors were like, Wait, "She doesn't even have lines," and I was like, "I know." <laughs> So I was like, okay, this is. Uh, she doesn't even have yeah, fucking I like, lines. I was like, okay, what? like, but I remember, like, I remember me and the other girl were like, like, I was like, wait, yo, but okay, cool. She doesn't even have fucking lines. Yeah, though, I was right? like, all right, sure, yeah. okay, and it was crazy because I was totally caught off guard when I was being interviewed, and they were like, so and. I don't know. It, it depends on who you act, but some black actors don't like playing slaves. Hey, you play what you want. Absolutely. Live your truth. Do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Totally get it. Yeah. I didn't even realize that I had an opinion on it until they asked me. Mm. And they were like, so 
how do you feel playing a slave? And I was like, what? And I really thought about it. And I literally started to cry in the interview. Really? And I wow. did not expect that. And I go, because I, I like, I, you know, when you actually like think about what you're saying and you like hear it and you're like, holy shit, I didn't even know I felt this way. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I think it's insane that I'm playing someone who wasn't even considered a human being. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving a voice to these people who literally broke their backs to yeah. lay the foundations of our country. And so I can be sitting here free talking to you guys about honoring their legacies. Yes, slavery was disgusting, and that's like the lightest term I could fucking use for it. Yeah. But the lives that these people lived... Mm. If I could bring any type of truth to that experience, I've done my job. You know what I mean? And like, that's what I hope to continue doing in any role that I'm given is like giving a voice to whether it's a large amount of people who identify with that perspective or one. Mm. Like I got this dude DM'd me the other day and he was just like. I think you're awesome. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like I will, like I might not get back to you right away, but I'll get back to you, you know? And he was like, I just want to let you know that like, I loved a little princess growing up. Like I grew up with Asperger's and I'm autistic and I got made fun of all the fucking time when I was little. And I just remember watching a little princess and thinking, you know what? Becky was the outcast and she ended up winning in the end. And he's like, and I really feel like I've won in the end. And like, I was oh, like, I like, I like, I like, I like, and I was like looking at the DMs and I was like, gonna short circuit my phone, gonna short circuit my phone because I'm crying through this DM. Like, yeah. and I don't know. That's, that's, that's the shit that makes you though. like never want to stop doing it ever. Mm. Ever. Like, ever. Ever. Like, Oscar's awesome, but like someone like that hitting me up and being like, dude, like, you made me think that it was okay to be me and just keep on living my truth. I did my job. Absolutely. Fucking did my job. You like, touched a person. What? Like, right? if you can do that once in yeah. how many ever years you're on this earth, For you're real. golden, you know? For real. So yeah, very special. I'm moment. very, uh, I've, that made me feel very, very, very good. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got some really fucking cool fans. <laughs> I bet, they're like really man. like they're people that I like. After a while, I like just become friends with them and like follow them, and like I think I know them, but we're not even in the same state. But whatevs. <laughs> 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 Who cares? No, that's amazing. Friends you, in my head. Cool. I want I want to talk about like the 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 blossom because it's crazy to like think about it timeline wise. Like you book Jurassic Park two. You're you're like. In the stages of, you know, middle school, going to be going into high yeah, school. Yeah, I was literally like <laughs> right? eighth or ninth grade. And like how I want to go into how that experience was filming that. And like just like in terms of because like that's the pinnacle of like your child acting career right there. Right. Like it's everything that like this young little three year old who went to terrific talent, you know, what I'm saying who had a mom who. Like, Little Vanessa set me up. She yo, knew what was up. I'm like, thank God real. she knew what was going but on. The beauty of your, your, what your mom did was she, like, the way I see it is your mom was like, my daughter has this type of energy. Let me put her in that environment. Like, she right. knew the environment you, you know, to put you in. It's crazy that you say this. My mom had, and you know parents always have, like, these little calendars where they, like, 
write like what the hell my newborn's doing yeah. for the first like seven years of yeah. their life or whatever yeah. it's not a newborn anymore but whatever yeah. and I remember <laughs> looking through it and it was like so my birthday's July 2nd and it was like July like 9th or like like somewhere in the two weeks after I've been born but it was a Sunday and my mom wrote in the Sunday portion of the calendar Vanessa met the pastor and his wife today and they said they they think she's going to be a star and i was like she's like isn't that weird and i was just like <laughs> yo wait what were they what? right <laughs> can i i think they were right kind yeah. of can i be a star for sure <laughs> okay i'm a star you damn I'm right. I'm a fucking star. No, I'm just <laughs> oh my god, mama, Wait, I made it. <laughs> I made it. I'm a star. Hair flip. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It, my mom was like, I remember there was a point where I became a teenager, and like a lot of parents, they, I don't know if they manage their kids because they think they know what's best. I think some of them are also like, hey, like, I'm going to be weighing in anyway. Let me get that 10%, you know? Yeah. Uh. Um, and I told my mom she could never be my manager. And I think she was insulted at first. Mm. But when did you have this conversation? Somewhere in my teens. I want to say like 14, 15, okay. something like that. Was she on your management as a kid? No. She, okay. My mom has never managed me. Oh, wow. Ever. Um she's always been there. She's always been there for me to consult, but yeah. she's never managed me. Um, and I told her, cause I had seen a lot of friends who were resentful or bitter towards their parents yeah. Yeah. because of this business that mm -hmm. maybe as they got older, they realized that they didn't even want to be a part of, but it's like, cause a rift in their family like right. a lot of and family is sacred. Oh, yo all day. And so well, I told my mom, I was like, look, I'm so close to my mom and so close to my little brother. I was like, I don't want there ever to be a moment where you're conflicted, where you have to do what's best for you as a mom, like as a mom, like as a manager. Yeah. Or do you be my mom? Like, yeah. I always want my mom here. Like, Absolutely. you can always fucking give me business sense. But like. I want my mom by my side. Like, I will, like, shit, I will give you 10%. Yeah. Like, you could just be, like, the best damn advice giver, you know, ever. ever. This is not manager, we made it. Yeah, no. Momager, we made it. Yeah, no. Nah, I'm good. Like, so that was definitely a huge thing. Like, the separation of church and state definitely yeah, helped. Yeah, for sure. Important. I mean, you hear about that all the time because it becomes the parents' you become the parents' business. Yeah. Right. When when you become like their source of income and they're like number one, like yeah. their, their future. And hey, when the, the fucking mortgage is riding on your career, yeah. like you can't, you just can't mingle that. Yeah. But you, uh, and, and, and you I hear know about kids that. who got to a point where their parents would let them know, like we've got to pay rent. Like you need to, and like you don't fucking tell <laughs> a kid that. that. No, that's insane. You need to book something. Wait, son. There, there's a law now that like. Oh no, the law is, oh, the Coogan law? Yeah, what is that? So basically what happened is, I don't know what the kid's name is, but I'm assuming his last name was Coogan. He was a child actor that was on some super fucking famous show and made millions and his parents spent every dime of it. Wow. Every dime to the point that when he was an adult, he had no money and he had been working his whole entire life. Oh, so shit. they started the Coogan law, which thank God is yeah. basically like, let's say in terms of a dollar, every 
35% or 33 has to go away into a trust fund for the kids that the parents cannot touch at all. And it cannot be touched until the kid is 18 wow. to, to save kids from that. Yeah, because like, it, yeah. I know people who were like, I'm like, yo, like you're not doing shit. Why the fuck do you have like a Mercedes and this and that? And my mom was like, like we drove around a bucket. Like we had a bucket, and I was like in Jurassic Park too. My mom was like, mm, "But it's not my money." Like, yeah, wow, yeah. Like, Take a, I, I want to know your relationship with your mom as a kid up until that point, right? Because like, I feel like that has so much to do with you, and you've spoken on it. Like, yeah. let's, let's take a little like mama time. Oh you know God, what I'm this is gonna be like, can um, can someone get the Kleenex? No, no don't worry. Kidding. No, don't worry. I'm already ready for the short circuit yeah, of the. We're, we're ready. We, want, we put look, the plastic we over need the sandbags. mixer. We need sandbags. We need sandbags. No, I dare you. I want to <laughs> yeah. see those tears fly off, oh and goodness. I literally will bless the I spend so much time contouring my face. Wait, what? No. No, because like it's like for somebody to be able to. To, to be as grounded as you are and also Solo look front. back I feel you but it's a damn good you're a great method actress so great me? so great you feel me um, no but like to be able to even look back then and, and be grounded to that point when you think about it right and also speaking on how strong of a figure your mother was and in those instances which she truly was like take us through that relationship of like mom raising her little star and you're shining brighter as you as you grow and develop and like how that mother-daughter relationship was for y'all and like what what it really meant for you you know what i'm saying we're gonna get it's actually gonna progress but in this moment of like zero to to 14 which yeah. we're at 12 14 whatever the fuck it is but like take us there like i want to i want to know about your relationship with your mother and and how that that kind of formed you growing up like single mom paralegal right she's working like, how just, is that i mean wow i don't i don't know if i've ever even really thought of it in terms of the way you just presented that question but i mean i guess if i could sum it up and and i will also talk about like the younger years but like i feel like you know, like, you know when you play a video game and you had like you'd hit like the safe spot, yeah. And like if shit went wrong, you could always start right. Like my mom is my yeah. safe spot. Like mm. she's like my checkpoint. Like yep. I know that things are always good, and mm. I feel like I understood at a young age. She's like my bulldog. Like she was always there to protect me. Like me and my, she's sacrificed every. Like she fucking like who moves across the country because your six year old might be good at commercials. You know what I mean? <laughs> like real. like who yeah, does that? Like just yeah. that that that's like the first sacrifice like that she's ever made. I just I I, I this is like this is one of the questions that I would like. I'm gonna go back home and be like Jesus. I could have answered this so much better, but mm. it's just like so overwhelming. I just. Every, she's just the epitome of like strength and support and mm. compassion and considering like my brother and I went back to Guyana a couple years ago and I've been there before but going just traveling as an adult always different yeah. totally, to yeah. see the backyard that my mom was born in like chilling in the backyard where like the chickens are like <laughs> yeah. the, the highest building is like five stories where they're from like mm. just to see what my mom has done mm -hmm. and then what she's done for Kevin and I I don't even know give me some specific questions like I don't I don't even know where to, to be honest like I don't even want to ask specific questions like that like this the feeling right like it's 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 
Yeah, like to be honest, like I think it's beautiful that way because it's like that feeling of mother daughter. It's yeah. not like so in this age, how was your mother like that? To hear that your mother was that rock, you know what I'm saying? It's like time and time again, you know what I mean? Like that is what that essence is. You I, feel me? I, it's funny because um, I knew that you guys were doing this podcast. So Joe hits me up like, hey, like, so I was wondering, like, would you be interested? And I was like, God, I thought you'd never fucking ask. Like, I literally was like, God, like, it took you long enough shit. And then I was like, but did I make it? And he was like, is your mom proud of you? And I was like, I could just uh, smear shit on the floor. And she'd be like, she's amazing. Yeah. It's abstract art. Like, and I was like, wow. And, I, and, and now sitting here, I don't think I realized until now, most of the motivation for why I do anything is to make my mom proud. Mm. Like, I know she's proud of me regardless. I feel you. Yeah. Like, I'm right there with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it, it's, it's, it's so humbling because here's the thing with family. I ask people, like, if you were to meet your family members on the street, would you like them? Because mm. most of the time, you, like, just kind of have to like them. Like, right. wow. You know what I mean? If I met my mom and brother on the street, I would be like, yo. Like, I remember yeah. when I was younger, I always used to be like, I wish we could have been, like, teenagers together. Like, <sighs> I don't think a lot of people say that about their moms. Like, yeah. she's just, like, I tell people, I'm like, when you meet my mom, everything about me will make sense. Yeah. Everything. She's, she's a fucking light. That's the only way to describe her. And she's resilient and she's strong and everything will go to her. Everything goes to her. Like every bit of glory and God, hey, but you know what I mean? For real. People on the the earth, all to mom. Like she's everything. My dad is a fantastic human being as well. It's just I didn't grow up with him, you know, but he's always been supportive and all of that. But my mom was the primary person. Like I saw her not have money to like, get us Christmas gifts or little things like she was adamant. Like I'm not, you know, I'm a single mom. I'm not raising like a young black man and a black woman in a bad neighborhood. I want you guys have to have the best fucking education like all the time. Like she, I feel like my mom is that mom who went without to make sure that we had, absolutely. you know, always. And it's crazy. Mm. Like as kids, like how you can, we can see that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, I grew up in a very similar scenario. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, it's wild when you think about it, but as kids, at, you know, we always have disagreements with our parents, this, that, and the other. There's always that, like, parent-child thing. Right. Um, I feel like I was very fortunate to be able to have parents that allowed me to make mistakes on my own, which in your in your case and in your world, it definitely had to be that way as well. Yeah. But, like, even growing up, you know, with parents that really care, it's like you could just see that as a child. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And sometimes just seeing what they go through is enough to be able to, like, really understand the magnitude of, like, that parent relationship. Yeah, and I also, like, I went to school with so many rich kids. Like, mm. so many rich kids. Mm. And it's so funny because my mom would always joke like our apartment could like fit in like their living room, you know, but everyone wanted to be at our fucking house. And she was like, and I, like, I remember like when I started to like be aware of like socioeconomic statuses, like I would go to a friend's house and be like, holy shit. Like 
wait, intercoms just to talk to your mom because the shit's that big? Yeah. Like, For my real. mom snaps, and I'm like, what did you need? Like, yeah. straight up. You know how foreign parents are. They're on the phone, and they don't want people to know that they need some shit yeah. from their kids. So she snaps, and me and Kevin are like, what do you need? What? A refill on the drink? Okay, whatever, you know? And I think it's because, like, my mom was present, not only just physically, but mm. she took a vested interest in who I was as a human being, and I knew that. Like, mm. she cared. Like, she wanted to, like... What makes you happy? Like, what's like what happened at school? Like, she was the kind of person that if I got sent to detention, she'd be like, what happened, Vanessa? And I would tell her, and she'd be like, my daughter doesn't lie to me because I told her if she lies to me and I ever found out that she lies, she'd be in way more trouble. So I know she's telling the truth. <laughs> and I'd be like... And I remember once, like, I came home. From, this is so off topic, but it's hilarious. Because I'm thinking about all this shit. Yeah. She's so fucking crazy. Like, she was just foreign and was like, I don't know what you're supposed to do as an American. This is the way I'm going to run shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember once, like, I was <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, they're weird about bathroom breaks. And she was like, oh, hell no. And I was like, what? She was like, if you ever have to go to the bathroom and they tell you you can't go to the bathroom, what, what, what kind of shit is this? Yo, Not letting my child go. My mom told me the same <laughs> she was like, She was like, I don't care if you get detention. You walk out having them ruin my child's bladder like crazy as fuck <laughs> crazy as fuck right yo that in <laughs> elementary school it was that and it was i know if anybody touches you oh you yeah hit them all day a hundred times harder all day oh yeah well i never had to worry about fighting my yeah. mom was like kill him with words which yeah. was my my kind like that was the way i was skinny i wasn't gonna i, I wasn't yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. I, I don't think she'd tell her daughter like yo square up let's no, go yeah no yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting, though, because your mom is on this journey with you, mm. and it's such a different journey. You know, you even better f- preach, Joe. You, know, <laughs> you dig the, the silk. <laughs> you know, because in my mind, like, so many of the kids, including myself, um, that I grew up around, it's, it was pretty conventional, in ter- you know, in terms of, like, you know, you go to school, you play sports, uh, you go to high school, college, da-da-da. Yeah. You know, your mom is such on an interesting journey with you. And I'm sure for her, she probably somewhere had the had to have the conversation with herself. Like, how do I navigate these waters with my daughter? Because this is a very different lifestyle that we're getting into. Absolutely. And, and to step into that, you can't just kind of like nonchalantly go like, OK, yeah, let's just keep going on auditions and keep having this happen. There comes a time where like you're on big enough stages where, yeah, I mean, real money is being made. Right. Real opportunities are being there. Um, you're being affected. You're going to be treated differently. Right. People are going to, you know, you may not have the same social upbringing as your friends. You may feel <clears throat> be left out of some certain things. Absolutely. All these decisions that... As like, a, I miss sex ed. I'm still pissed about that. The two yeah. whole days that they give you in America, but you, I miss those two yeah, days. I feel you. Oh, that, and those were a glorious two days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but it, it's it's you as a kid, you're not as aware, right? You're just kind of going through these. I know yeah. that I like doing something and all the adults are yeah, happy about it. Right. This is fun. Let me get my Happy Meal toy. Let me get my Barbie. Right. I got my dope ass collection now. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm rocking. But your mom somewhere along this line while you're being a kid She's guiding this ship, and she probably had to do that very carefully. Yeah, I think, you know, to try and think of what maybe my mom's psyche, like, a perspective was at that time was she's seeing, you know, some child actors losing their shit, 
talking to their parents crazy. Well, it could be a very dangerous world, as you know. Starting with the drugs and this and that. And I don't know whether or not she was conscious of it or not, but maybe that's why she had me in school. And it was always like, like I graduated with a 4.1, like, Mm. and I was in AP classes. Tell (laughs) All that and brains too. Like, (laughs) hey. Bill Nye the Science Yeah, it always comes back to Bill. Like, (laughs) I need a What Would Bill Do shirt. What? Someone's going to make that shit and send it to me. Send it to me. Um, What Would Bill Do? So uh, I think that she maybe even like like she just wasn't even conscious of it that she was like I gotta keep this girl grounded in some way mm-hmm. and so her ideals like like chores at home she's got to keep herself grounded absolutely because dude I saw a lot of parents who you'd be like wait were were you on Jay Leno last night well, because you're doing five the most much, like yeah. so I mean much. a lot and a lot of times you see that parents are like living their dream through their kid, like and pushing their kid like it's themselves. Absolutely. And like there's those weird lines that blur. You just see it. My mom was not that living vicariously through my parent, like through my child type at all. And I like, I am very lucky that I, like she gave, like I was given that mom, you know, because I could come out, I could have come out very, very differently. And and also her as a protector too, to think about like, you're getting into like one of the most shady fucking industries. Like you're coming to LA where like fucking Hollywood, right? Like the music industry, the the acting industry, the entertainment industry is full of like thieves, like (laughs) people that are fucking vampires, people just killing dreams left, right, and center. And also mm -hmm. like to be a woman and for your mom to be a woman and have a a girl child actor with all the like creeps and all the like weird. She had a conversation with me about that too. She just, I had to grow up fast and she, that was one thing my mom, and I think that's also like foreign and, and, and like Caribbean parents, they speak to their children like they're adults. So my mom never treated me like I was some like fragile little kid that couldn't do shit, you know, mm-hmm. like she spoke to me like an equal. And I think that's also why I was able to be in adult situations like Jurassic Park. The only kid besides me was like Vince Vaughn and he was 24, you know, like yeah. so like, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, she was like, OK, I got to make sure my kid is like normal. <coughs> like, you know, it's funny because <clears throat> I don't know if it's it's probably like you know tradition most people give the director and like the producers um a gift at the end of the project and so like what the hell do you give Steven Spielberg like for real like what 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 do you give him like you don't what do you give him and so I remember being in like Rite Aid or whatever Save On it used to be called Save On and oh, they had yeah. a paint by number and like the comic section and it was like this like huge like I don't know two by one paint by number of like a Jurassic scene and I was like I want that and I started painting it and so like every time I was like off the set like I would like sit down on my chair and like I would just be painting it and everyone would be like what are you doing and they're like oh she's so cute she's like a little kid just like painting and like being the 12 year old how I'm like oh like yeah. you know like because a lot of them were just Staying like grounded. oh my god she's really a child not, <laughs> she's not a robot this is so cool like and like a lot of them were away from their families you know so like I remember like to like skip away from this story for a second yeah, like yeah. 
we celebrated Halloween like while we were filming. And I was like, I fucking love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. And I was like, wait, I'm filming. Like I'm not going to be able to do Halloween. So I was like, fuck this. And like went to the wardrobe people and like went through their shit and like found a, like a bunch of silver clothing and like got silver boots and like decided to be an astronaut. So I was just like walking around set on Halloween as an astronaut. I love that. And That's everyone was so, so happy because they were like, we can't be with our kids tonight. Like, mm. so that's so awesome that like, because there's so many kids that are so professional that you're like, I was professional when but I was working, but I was a child, you know? Yeah. And so they were always just like, I remember I would like sit in the, like the trailer and like, I remember telling Vince like how I went back to school, like when I wasn't filming and like my friend Michael was like cheating, like was like, like making fun of me and picking on me. And he was like, uh, his name was Michael Galliota. Okay. And he was like, you know, Vince was trying to be funny and he was like, so do we need to go and settle shit with Mr. Gagliotta? Like, <laughs> he was like, do I, he was like, do I need to go and like, you know, like tell him, he's like, maybe we don't fuck with him because you know, the Gagliotta thing. And I was like, just great. Like, and I, like, I just remember like, I was awkward as hell and he was like, and like, I had the biggest crush on Vince Vaughn, like the biggest crush, like, like, I remember, like, IMD being his age, like, when we filmed, and I was like, yo, if I had been 21, yo. I would have been like, so, how single are you? But I was 12, so. <laughs> right. But I remember he was like, you know what, Vanessa? Like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, they're just being mean to you because they know you're going to be a knockout when you're older, and they're not going to have a chance. And I was like. That's lit. And I was like, wait the hottest guy I know just said that he thinks I'm going to be pretty when I'm older. And I was like, I'm good for the rest of my life. Like, you feel me. I was like, I'm good. Yay. You <laughs> That's know, like, incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. What was it like now that we're there, what was it like with like working on this film and with the cast being the only kid too? It was <clears throat> insane. Every single like person that I worked with was a fucking legend. Like, so <clears throat> Let's see, Steven Spielberg, duh. Like, yeah. do I even need to go into that? Okay, fine, great. Then there was like, okay, obviously, if you know his name, you know what's up. So then there was Stan Winston, and Stan Winston did all the CGI. Like, he did like Predator, Alien, Terminator, wow. all that. And he was amazing. So he decided as like a gift, I mean, I think that they just were like, yay, let's make this cute kid happy. He invited my entire eighth grade class to his studio, like the Stan Winston studio. And we had a special field trip where everyone in my class got to go to his studio and see how like the dinosaurs were made. Oh, like, awesome. And like, I mean, That's like awesome. if you were like a nerd before popularity, yeah, like you went up ratcheted all, all the, the way, way up, up, you know, like you were yeah. literally president of your class. Just <laughs> oh, yeah, input yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, you can be the principal of the damn school. Like you're good, you know, and like. I, I remember I had like a project that was due where like I had to make some like scene of something. The art people were like, how can we help? When I tell you <laughs> Yo. this shit could have been in a museum, it was so legit. Like they were like, let's add paper mache and like, no, 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 no. Like the, the, like the mountain doesn't. And I was like, you guys realize I'm not doing any of this project, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, like I was going to pass before, but now they're going to skip me sixth grade. It's like, they're going to put me in an art school. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I am not ready for this. Jeff Goldblum was the sweetest, most caring man of all time. Like, he just wanted to make sure I was comfortable awesome. and that I felt comfortable with him playing my dad. And it, 
I remember he contacted my agent who let my mom know prior to shooting that he wanted to just come hang out with my family one day wow. just to know That's... who I was. And like, he spent a day with, me and my family. That's amazing. Which is like, what? That's epic. Like, that's above and beyond yeah. the professional duties. Yeah. Like, that's caring about human beings, you know? Absolutely. Julianne Moore. I mean, wait. Like, but I'm, I'm like, sure since we started this podcast, she's probably won like five more fucking Oscars because <laughs> she's just <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <For real. laughs> and she was like a pseudo mom on set. I was underage, so my mom was always there. But, you know, if she was like, making sure Kevin was all right or whatever. Like, in between scenes, she'd be like, are you all right? Do you need anything? You guys, Vanessa was, like, running a lot. Just, like, let her sit or whatever. Or, like, Mm. let her chill, you know? And then there was Vince. And, like, Vince was, like, my fucking favorite. Like, that was, like, like, I just static cling to him. And, like, I remember they all had these golf carts to get around the the set, but they had like Mercedes Benz golf carts. (laughs) And I was like, wait, this is fucked up. Like I can't. And this would be like, just drive my golf cart. And I was like, yes, yes. Like, and then I remember once and he did this on purpose. Like we like got back from lunch and he was like, so how was your lunch? And I was like, Oh, like, I mean, I ate in my trailer. Ooh, you know, like, and he was like, Oh, well, I was just like playing like all the new video games on set, like stage 23. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, that's weird. They didn't like tell the kid about like the soundstage that's just filled with arcade games. And I was like, Vince, what the fuck? You know, like, (laughs) you know, like that's just rude. And so then from then on, like Vince and I would go to like stage 23 whenever we could and just play video games. Like, and he'd be like, you can't even, he's like, okay, great. The 12 year old can't drive and she's doing better than me in the racing game. This is ridiculous. Like, (laughs) and then like Pete Postlewaite, like, I mean, rest in peace fantastic legendary actor just like surrounded by insanity like there's a scene where we're like running and like the raptors are like everyone would be like like everyone thought that this was the most clever question when we did the three day if you could be one dinosaur who would you be and i'm like oh god (laughs) obviously always the raptors they're sick as fuck they're slick they run in a pack they're dope they're smart if any dinosaur was gonna get like higher intelligence it's the raptors yeah like 100 they fucking opened a door hello hello they opened a door yeah so there's a scene where we're running through really tall like grass and the grass is like six seven feet high oh and i'm like maybe five feet i'm like five (laughs) foot three now so i was probably like four eleven like (laughs) something like that so Jeff is supposed to be running. We're like running for our lives from these raptors. And I'm supposed to be holding his hand. And like, when I tell you this dude was taking strides that were at least two to three. <laughs> he was fucking galloping. Fucking feet in. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I was just like moving my feet and just hoping he would drag me along. Yeah. And there was literally one take where like, our hands like just I, I couldn't keep up and they just like lost me in the grass <laughs> they're like where's Vanessa and I'm like jumping like I'm over here yeah. like so we can do the next scene cause like I got fucking lost in the tall grass Yo. like it was crazy like that's so wild and just like little things like I remember being super excited because I had always seen like green screens and I just was like am I gonna get to work with a green screen like and then I remember the day that I like walked onto the sound stage and they're like there's just like this low light green as you walk in, like just 
like kind of illuminating. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a word throughout everything. And then you get closer and I was just like, <gasps> whoa, I've made it. There's yeah. the green screen. Mama. <laughs> mama. <laughs> like I literally was like, I probably looked back like mama, like it's green and fucking huge. Like I'm so excited. And so like, that was one scene where like they had to do where like we were like above the jungle and it was crazy because we're sitting in this, like, have you guys seen the movie? Yeah. Okay, so you know the part where, like, we're in the high high, like, above the jungle, yeah. yes. radioing to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, right when everything starts to hit the fan? Mm-hmm. So that was green screen. And that time, uh, Spielberg's, I think his oldest son, Max, it was his bar mitzvah. And so Spielberg was in New York for the bar mitzvah, and he was video conferencing in like to direct us <laughs> so wild. we would right so like we would do the scene in the high hide and then like i'd like come down they'd like unstrap me and then yeah. i'd like walk around to like the monitor and he's like sitting in an office in new york and he's like all right vanessa that's great blah 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 and then like i'm like he's sitting here and his like little girl is standing next to me <laughs> and she's she's just standing next to him like just looking at me just smiling this is sasha yeah. smiling. she's like super excited <laughs> and then she just turns to him after he like gives me like his directions and she's like she's like whispers in his ear in his ear and she turned he turns to me and he's like and we loved you in a little princess. And I was like, <laughs> and everyone started dying because like his little girl was like, dad, don't forget to tell her that. You I know? love that. Very like, important. Don't forget to tell her yeah. that. I love yeah. that. It was just, I, I don't have like a bad, I guess the, the worst parts was when it was over. Like, I feel you. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing bad. Nothing. That's, that's like a movie in and of itself. Ugh. Yo, you know that was saying? like a life, that was like a year commitment because it was like at least like, Five months of filming and then post and then there was like a couple of reshoots and I remember everyone was like holy shit because they tried to have me wear like the same wardrobe that I had from like six months before but you were growing yeah I was like it was high water shit like they were like Mm. like I remember Spielberg being like oh my gosh like that shit's like in the middle of your calves now and I was like (laughs) I'm 11 so that happens you know like and um, then it was you know, I had done press junkets before, but it was like one day of press junkets. And what I had found out was, so the month in between me reading with Jeff Goldblum and then actually finding out whether or not I had booked it, the press department had to go through my old interviews and find out whether or not they thought I would be able to handle myself as the only child on Jurassic Park 2 among all of these actors, like, would I be able to handle myself with the media? Would I be able to represent the film? And I guess they thought I was like articulate enough and could express myself. And so they were like, okay, cool. Like she can act. She's like not a psycho and she can actually like interview, you know? Yeah. And when I found that I was like, damn, this is a real life production, you know? And they did the CIA background check on you. I'm saying like, and it was, three days of interviews, I have never done anything like that. Like, people flying in from, like, like I would just go sit, and they'd be like, this table's from China. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I'm 12. Like, oh, wait, where is that again on the map? Like, I really love Carmen Sandiego, but tell me. Um, and then it was, like, international. Like, they sent uh, 
I don't remember where they sent everyone else, but they sent me to South Africa. Oh, wow. Which was amazing. And uh, I was able to meet President Mandela while I was wow. there. Yeah, like I have a photo of me with President You got a photo of Pac and Mandela. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I just got to get Barack and I'm like, <laughs> I got the, yeah. the hat trick of yes. all time, like yes. hat and chance, super real. Like the, I'm like chance the rapper, another political figure that I need to meet. Um, Straight up, uh, but yeah. So like, I got to meet Mandela, and that was amazing. Like, I mean, I got to go to Africa, like, and meet <sighs> President Mandela. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about my it's own like experience. A moment of silence, for right? That, you know like. Saying? And yeah, he signed his um, autobiography for me, and it's like it's just. That's I'm sitting awesome. here like, wait, this shit really happened. <laughs> yeah, for real. Wait, what? Yeah. For real. I mean, wow. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Let's take a moment and digest that, though. That's true. Yeah. Like that's really true. It's amazing. It's I I I mean, this is such a this just doing this podcast is such. Um, an amazing experience because I feel like even though like a lot of people might not like know my story or someone else's story, it's crazy to have to sit down and think about your own story. Like sometimes you just like, yeah. are like, Oh, I made it. Or like, I'm here or like shit happened to me. And like one day I'll write about or it. The journey has been awesome. Yeah. Like-, like it's just crazy to think like, Whoa, like I definitely feel like I don't give myself enough credit. Mm. I've, I, I have done some amazing things. Like I know people who have never been in an audition and I'm yeah. sitting here talking about like Spielberg, you know, like, so I have a lot to be grateful for and you a lot of do. blessings that have come my way. And I'm like a third through my life. Like, yeah. you know, imagine so. that like that, that's the beauty. Like for me, I love that because like, you know, we, <clears throat> It's providing a platform for people to be able to speak freely about it. Yeah. Right? Because even when we do it on our own, I feel like doing this more and more, it's made me kind of reflect back on my life. Absolutely. And like, the, beauty of, the beauty of life itself, when you start to look at it, at least for me, it's like everything that has happened, good, bad, amazing, catastrophic, like I wouldn't take a single thing back. Nope. And that's not just because it's like, oh, everything, you know, made us this and that. It's like truly if something in that whole lifetime happened differently, this wouldn't be here. Exactly. Yeah. Like every like single mistake had minutia to happen for me thing. to be here you know right now. Saying? Right. 100%. Yeah. So it's like outside of owning it from like everything happens, it's like it's truly everything that has happened, every decision that we've made, whether it's been to our benefit or not, like is the reason why we're here. The nose are part of the reason why I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone could have said yes to me and it could have been a project that might have prevented me from doing like the lost world. Right? 100%. And at that time I was like, damn, I missed that project up but didn't know that there was a way larger opportunity and blessing coming my way. Yeah. You know, like you just don't know. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to like look back at that because it's like those things are so transformative but like being where we are now, like, we're not looking back to when we were 12, 11, 15 like that. You know what I mean? And to be able to see, especially, you know, with somebody like yourself that's experienced these things so young and has continued to, right? And, like, I I love that we're going to get into what this world becomes. Yeah. Because I feel like uh, a lot of people in general have such a misconception. Like, when you were able to just 
have that moment within yourself and just be like, I don't want to be famous. Whether whether that bode true moving forward or not, like just the idea that that people want that, like that in and of itself is stripping you of your freedoms as right. a person, right. right? And that is only thinking about the the identity that that X talent I, creates. And I right? feel like a lot of people what they're using the wrong word they don't want fame they want attention yeah. mm. they want people they want validation Absolutely. and they want to know that they're worthwhile and that they're, they're purposeful and if you're here you're here for a fucking reason Absolutely. that's the way that i believe it so like you don't need people to co-sign on it it's yeah. great to get a pat on the back but like you have to get to a point where you're self-validated and you just know like yeah. this is my shit and i'm gonna do it like yeah. I'm no no apologies, no nothing. And like, I, you know, it's taken a lot of time to get there as an adult. But like, I got to a point where I was like, no, I'm like, you don't need to worry. Like, you're going to be okay. You've never not been okay. Like, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Just keep on keeping on. Stay authentic and true to yourself. It's always worked. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. But like, I think it's amazing because like, there are so many people who probably follow me on social media and just have like this idea of who I am yeah. or what my life's like or like shit's been super easy and yeah. like yeah I wouldn't say that I had the easiest life but I wouldn't say I had the most difficult it's yeah. all relative crisis it's, you've had a life yeah crisis is, is all yours. relative like yeah. something to me might not be shit to you and yeah. vice versa absolutely but I mean I think I really like I really hope that a lot of people listen to this especially people who seem to be interested in whatever they think my life is mm -hmm. because if you are a fan of someone who's on this show, I can't think of any other vehicle that can humanize them more. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of, I think a lot of this celebrity culture is that barrier between this person that you put on a pedestal and you idolize and you forget like, no, they're a human that acts yeah. or like they're a human that does something in a specific industry in this society, which we happen to like, just grovel and pay a lot for yeah. you know what i mean and like that's their job that's not them like real shit teachers should be getting paid what actors get paid for that's real. the way i fucking yeah. feel about for it but real. i'm crazy you know like because they're really making sure that shit is going to yeah. be happening for the future some Absolutely. are some are assholes but you know yeah. still the majority are yeah. Like I had teachers who absolutely changed my life One and like made me percent. want to be more creative. One yeah. billion like, percent. It's it's what you said. I think people want to feel important, and that gets caught up with fame or right. or, or attention. It's this Likes. fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's 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 this fantasy, and we talk about it here a lot because um, you're chasing this thing that you've created in your mind. Like people come from all around the world to come to LA to become an actor, and like knowing the odds are against them, knowing right. like. They're going to be a waiter. Like they choose this. They could definitely choose a lot of other professions. It takes a lot of balls to like be like, "Hey, I'm gonna like be broke and try this, and it, it might takes never real work." Balls, <laughs> yeah, though. and and, like, and, so, and some people um, don't really understand what it takes, or even understand that like environment. And that's to go back to like my friends who were like, hey, this seems like fun or like you can make a lot of money. Yeah. I'm like, this is not for the faint of heart. Like no. you better love this shit yeah. because like. Are you willing to like not go out that night because you need to be off book for 20 pages tomorrow? Like, right. are you willing to forego your lunch hour at your job that pays your bills to make this audition and maybe be 15 minutes late and then get like 
your ass kicked by your boss. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I remember doing that, like after college, like not having a lunch because I was like, I have a Sons of Anarchy audition and it's like, well, fuck it. I'll eat later. Like, okay, great. I booked it. It was worth that risk. Like sure. I was an econ major. I didn't, I wasn't a the- like theater major or anything at USC. Mm. I was an econ major told you it was a nerd and a business minor. And like one of the big things is like with finances, big risks yield big rewards. Like and yeah. if you don't have the fucking balls to sometimes like jump before yeah. you look like you just got to have faith, like unwavering faith Absolutely. in yourself. And it, this is like the hardest industry to have unwavering faith. But you in have yourself. to be able to also see beyond the mirage because it sounds a lot better than it is. Oh my god! Yeah, and well, because people don't see the rejection yeah. from mm-hmm. the auditions. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not you're not Instagramming that. You're not like live. <laughs> yeah. Hey, live story. This fucking like yeah. casting my director. No of the y- week. Yeah. Hey. Woo! Yeah. I'm a live. Here's my story of this casting director yeah. laughing at my audition. Or like this is hour 16 of me on set, but I have a child that I have to go home and nurse yeah. after. I don't have a kid, but like. Like, there yeah. are women doing that yeah. shit, you know? Like, Or this is me working this fucking job, you know, in getting three hours of sleep to go to this next audition right, just to right, pay bills. Right, it's like, right. I mean, I there's been so many times where, like, I've, like, a couple of months ago, I was literally, like, waking up, going to set, filming, go home, would learn the lines for the next day of shooting learn lines for an audition that I had to put on tape because I couldn't actually go to the audition because I was shooting. And it's like, you got to get to a point where you're just like, wow, like that's TikTok. Yeah. It's like every minute counts because if I don't make it count, that might be less bread in my bank account and Mm. bread on my table. Like it's a very, it's, and it's, it's hard because there's no one like, you know, I've got my agents and my managers who do make money off of me and, but they've got other clients. No one's sitting there like, waiting for you and my mom always used to tell me she was like look i think you're amazing but don't think that there's not another little black girl out there who's just as talented who's eager to work who would be paid less and replace you like and a lot of people don't get just a sobering mom talk yeah she was like you're like damn was she on your side though (laughs) no but that's lit though yeah but she was like look you can't sit there and like she's like you've got to always be grateful for your opportunity because someone is Dying for you to fuck up so they can take Absolutely. your time. Dying. Dying. Like, Dying. hoping. Like, like doing voodoo. Literally eating like, literally, like, with the- like, the person that bumped into you took a piece of your hair. Yeah, right, 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 shit. right, you know right. And you're like, ow. Oh, ow, wait. Wait. Wait, what? They yeah, took your no. Coke can just to have a little for the potion. You yeah, know do you want I mean? some fun dip? I'm kidding. It's crap. Yo. And you're like, no. Yo. All bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I want to I want to take us up to the lead up of that like when you're starting to see it as an adult and like really like have the 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 balance of like the real world and that being your real world right but like how was your high school and college time um because high, during college you took a break yeah high school and college was interesting um I didn't actually want to go to college I read this uh piece of literature in I want to say AP English and I think it was by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it was called, like, The Scholar. Mm -hmm. And he was basically talking about the difference between someone who's smart and someone who's intelligent. And he was basically likening it to, like, people being drones. And he was like, smart people can hear information and just regurgitate it. Like, they don't have to understand the concept. They can repeat. They're people who know how to memorize shit. And then there's intelligent people. Like, you're given a concept... 
and you can process it in your own mind and then interpret it and explain it in your own words. Mm -hmm. And then he likened it to people just going to college just because they were told that was the right thing to do. And that shit resonated with me. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to college. I'm over (laughs) it. Like I was like, I was like, Emerson knows what's up. Yeah. And then shout out to us. intelligence. yeah, Yeah. And then like my grades were really dope and like everyone else was applying and I was like, okay, so this is just like the thing to do, huh? Like, okay. And no one had been to university in my family. And so I was like, fuck it. I have a 4.1 and like I'm on yearbook and AP government. Like I'm doing all the things to get into college. Why not just apply? Mm. So I was like, I'm applying to like three places. And if I don't get into, cause I like found out that you, like, I didn't know you had to pay. I didn't know that you had to pay to apply to get fucking rejected. And I was like, I'm not going to make my mom spend like hundreds of dollars on fucking applications. So I was like, fuck this shit. Let me find out what a fee waiver is and this and that. And like, yeah, like I'm not trying to stress my mom out, you know? So I applied to UCLA, CSUN and USC. I didn't know that everyone basically got into CSUN. So like yeah. me and my mom were like, oh my God, I got into college. <laughs> like, like I remember like, like they basically told you like at the place that you got in. And my mom Yo. was like, my daughter got into college. And I was like, what? I'm smart enough. And everyone was like, <laughs> crickets. Okay. Then UCLA rejected me. Thank God. And, and I got in USC and I was like, okay. Like acting wasn't really like, it wasn't popping off at the time. It just, it made sense. Like I was like, well, this seems like a nice transitory. I don't know what the fuck to do with my life type of thing. And it was one of the greatest decisions that I didn't expect to make. Like Mm. the people I met, the experiences I had. And I think what was really fantastic about it was I was exposed to a world of people who were very set on a specific path that they wanted to take and they had committed to that path with four years in this school. Mm. So that started to interest me. Like, wait, so if my mom, cause like you have to remember my mom put me in this. It's not like it was something that was actively my decision, but to that point, my mom also put my brother in it. And one day when he was like seven, he was like, I hate this shit. And she was like, cool, you're out. So like, if I had ever said that I would have been out, you Mm. know? And during college, I was just like exposed to a whole new world. Like it was like frat parties and this and like business meetings and like getting an internship and like things that I had never thought that I would do. And so I started to wonder like, wait, is, is acting still something that you want to do? Like, and, and, and I feel like, I feel like a lot of creative people don't want to admit that they've had that <laughs> thought of like, is this the right path for me? Am yeah. I supposed to do it? Cause like, I hear a lot of people like, if it's God's will, I'm like, I feel like you're like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, I feel like you're kind of threatening God. Yeah, like, <laughs> kind of like, like, like you're going to give me what I want, right? Like, yeah. nah, that's, that ain't it, you know? And so I kind of got to this point where I was like, what if this isn't what I'm supposed to do? Like, mm. What and like I wasn't sure, so I was like, let me keep my manager and agent because that shit's hard to come by. Like, just keep on auditioning and like, I did. I didn't stop. I just wasn't as active. Yeah. 
And, and you were okay with that. Yeah. And I remember, because I was having a blast in yeah. college. I was having so much fun. I was making amazing friends. Like, I just was really enjoying the experience. Yeah. Football games, hello. I went during Matt Leiner and, like, Reggie Bush. Yeah. Like, come on, all Legendary. day. Yeah. I didn't know shit about football yeah. freshman year. But it was Senior electric. year, I was like, what are we doing at tailgate? <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking insane. Like, my friend is 30-second keg stands. Don't fuck with us. Like, <laughs> no, for real. Crazy, you know? Like, I was all the way in it. Like. Word. Talking shit, like, my kids better go to USC, oh my God, what? But senior year, studying for finals, and I'm, like, in Levy Library, and I get a call, like, hey, Vanessa, so production called from 17 again. I had auditioned for some role, and they were like, you didn't get that role, but the director loved you and wanted to know if you would just take this other role. And it was, like, it conflicted with, like, a final, something like that. Mm. Like, And I was like, okay. And I made the decision so fucking quickly. I was like, oh, duh, you still want to act. Like, yeah. I didn't even think about it. I was like, wow. I don't give a shit if I fail this class. Right. Like, I was oh, like, I, wow. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to master. I'm not getting my master's in anything. Like, in my mind, I was like, it clicked. Cut on school, you know? And then I just continued after. Like, I always kept on doing it, but I was kind of like toying with the idea that maybe there's another path or like another world that I haven't explored. And I think what I, I came to the conclusion is like, I don't have to choose one thing. Like I don't have to choose one thing to do and only do that. Like I am a multifaceted person with a lot of interests. Like acting can be the vehicle for me to also do these other things. Mm. I don't have to pick one, but I think that that was the time where I was like, Oh, you didn't even skip a beat. Mm. There was no, let me call mom, let me weigh the pros and cons. It was like, cool, tell them I'll be there. Like, not even a game. Mm. And this was out of just like years of just kind of tranquility in that field. Yeah, just like kind of like, okay, like, this is great. I love doing it. It's always awesome to be on set and make some extra money, like whatever yeah. it may be. Like, Were you starting to think of careers at that point? Or like, what, what was that? Because senior year you got this call, right? Yes, this was senior year where it was kind of like, the, you know the end and yeah. it's finals and it's like okay like wh- what's it, what's more important getting this a in this class or doing this job you know yeah. mm. and that what what i realized after college because i've had these moments where i'm like you know you have these like slow periods where like you don't book like i had a year where i booked once mm. and i was like fucked in the head and my manager and agent my my manager, Bill, I have Ma- Bill and Darcy, and they're the best fucking people in the world. If you guys hear this, but you won't, but you guys are awesome. Um, Bill was like, look, you're going through a dry period. And he goes, I hate to break it to you because you've never had one. This is fucking normal. Like, we're not going to drop you. We still think you're talented. It's just that you've never gone through a period where you weren't working all the time. Mm. And he's like maybe you need this to like regroup. And like, that's exactly what I did was like, I needed to get my mentality back together. Like I needed a focus. I needed to figure out what my foundation was. Like, what was I doing? Like, why did I still want to be an actor? What was the purpose? And that's where I started to realize it's like, I enjoy telling these people's stories. I want to be, I have a blast. Obviously there's very like, you know, self-centered reasons for it. But you're a vessel. That's exactly how I feel about it. Like, they're like, I know most of the time when I've booked something, 
Cause I'll get out there and I'll like leave the audition and be like, I don't know what the fuck I just did in there. Cause I'm so present. I don't even have time to think <coughs> about acting and emotion and looking like I'm so invested and so present and yeah. grounded in the moment that it's like, you know, like, you know, like I'm sure that the way you feel like when you're on stage, you're not like, you know what you have to play right. and what you got to do, but yeah. like that shit's just flowing through you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you kind of rehearse up until that point, but then right. when it's go time, yeah, you're just kind of relying on the, yeah, just taking in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. You just have to be completely there with whatever it is you're trying to give to the audience. Be Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like when I'm into something and if I put enough effort into it, I can usually excel in it. And so I think because I was doing well in college and I saw this different side of myself that I wasn't aware existed, Mm -hmm. it started to make me wonder like, and get curious, like there might be another path for you. Like, Mm. you know, like you could be a child actor who just decided to go into like business or, and like my whole thing was like, I love this industry. So I was thinking like, okay, maybe I start looking into like financing, distribution, and budgeting of films. Like I knew I always wanted to do something like in this industry. I can still do that. Like Absolutely. I can still do that, you know? And Absolutely. Like I remember like being on set like sophomore year and I was like, cool, I love that we're like filming by my school. <coughs> and the actor in the van was like, oh, you're in college. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what are you studying? And I was like, oh, economics. And he literally laughed at me. He was like... <laughs> why <laughs> and i would like i didn't like that like at all i didn't yeah, like that yeah. shit at all and i was like and i have a fucking slick mouth and i was like honestly the fact that you don't even understand the value in it means there's no point of me explaining it to you like wow. and the driver was like damn like, <laughs> Yo, for real. you know what i mean like i'm not even gonna try and make you understand i'm just yeah. gonna shut you the fuck <laughs> yeah. down and he like, shut the fuck oh up. yeah and he was like whoa and i was like <laughs> and i was like i just know that when the federal reserve like changes the interest rate how that affects my checks and my taxes and my money and investing and i was like and that might not have shit to do with acting but like everyone makes money right Bar. Got him. Bar. Got him. Got him. Like, like, no. Like, mm-mm. So, yeah. Like you said, you can do both. Absolutely. And, and, I, and that's also another misconception I think a lot of people have. <laughs> Even, like, as a musician, I've gone through that, like, crazy. Right. And I'm doing both. Yeah. But it, you don't, you know, it's, it's another, I think, um, when people come to become actors or actresses, it's... It's like, oh my God, this is my passion. This is what I have to do. It's like, that doesn't have to be like that. Just because something that you happen to be passionate about isn't the one thing that has to be the all-consuming thing. And if it doesn't, your life goes to hell. Like, it's just, that doesn't have to, you could do a multitude of different things. And you also have to be flexible because, you know, there are certain things that will open up other things. I feel a noose right now with the ice cream. With no, the ice, cool. I'm just trying to figure out what flavor this is. With, with the with the two hour and fifteen minute ice cream break, wow. ice cream sandwich break, I feel you. I literally wish I had more to like offer, and I was like, <laughs> No, I'm you're so, just rude. <laughs> I'm so hungry for this. I'm gonna be the asshole that comes over here, and I'm just gonna take it. You know what? I you want know, you. I want you to have positive memories of this recording, and if you need that ice cream cookie. That I need you to keep on eating. You know what? My memory was positive of this entire moment. The moment you walked into the crib, so we all good. You were like, she's nuts. I love it. (laughs) Shit, we good. I just walked in like, it's all happening. It's all happening. (laughs) (laughs) Just announce myself like the child actor I am. (laughs) 
God. That, that felt so fucking wrong. I had, I had to say that with fucking ice cream in my mouth. You good. But, but I, I, I totally feel you, though. Like, you have to be flexible, and you should be flexible, and you should also allow yourself to dive into other things. <clears throat> and yeah. I think it helps with also the things you want to focus on. Like, mm-hmm. it, op- it opens space in your mind that, you know, relieves that pressure. If, if your mind was like acting oh my god i'm in college i'm not getting like it's just that pressure and stress that you live on like but you gave yourself the opportunity to go i'm gonna enjoy this experience probably also an experience that you never really dove into because as a kid you acted so much yeah so being in college that whole social um that social environment your friends yeah this whole new thing I and think it's also it, the freedom like and the freedom like, it's also college right, right. Yeah. And I went to the, we went yeah. to the most college college, we like of the, all time. Went to the yeah, college enjoy of, it, you know? But like, like, that's the thing. It's like, it's such a human moment and thing, right? Like, yes, I, I can, look, I completely get like the, look, I'm not going to go to college because cats have like this ambition or that ambition or the other. But like, college is one of those experiences that you'll never get back. You know what I mean? And it's like one of the most transformative and fun it's experiences amazing. Like as a person. The way you me? grow. Like when I tell people that my roommate sophomore year like dated Reggie Bush and like he would come over and be like, yo V, can I like borrow your like Nextel charger? And I'd be like, oh, like right, here's Reggie again, borrowing right, my Nextel. Bro. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, I don't know. No, but it's, it's true. And also like some of the friends that you make that first year of college mm-hmm. or, or like... <clears throat> Some of my friends in college are like my fucking Absolutely. brothers. Like shout Absolutely. out, shout out to Ben, Pat. I see you guys. No, this I had five. someone tell me like because I was like, mm, I don't. <laughs> you said Ben, Pat. I see you. Like, shout out to Ben and Pat, dog. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, but it, no, but it, but it's true, and I think you need that when you're going through that phase of like freedom and just to be like the first steps of an adult. You just it, that camaraderie and and that freedom is is su- such a healthy thing. It's so amazing. My best friends are like, with the exception of like like two people are on my people that I met in college. And someone told me before I was going, they're like, because I was like, my best friends are from like elementary and blah blah blah. Mm. Like I don't know why I sound like that in my younger <laughs> years, but apparently I was like really immature and shallow. Um, and now I'm like. They were like, you're going to meet your lifelong friends in college. Yeah. And I was like, nah. And I'm like, damn. They were absolutely right. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely right. Like, those are my people. Yeah, and it's important. Now, when you're going through, like, as acting as an adult, like, post-college, <laughs> all right, you, went, you took that aud- audition and you knew, like, all right, college was great, but... Econ, I see you. Yeah. But acting like... What up, interest rates? Right, yeah. <laughs> Federal shout out. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to supply and demand. But, but let's let's go home, right? right. Let, let's, let's go to acting. What was it like stepping kind of... You, know, you never left technically, but now since you're... It's a reintroduction. In, yeah, it's a reintroduction. Absolutely. And you're, it's a reintroduction, correct me if I'm wrong, being an adult... No, that's exactly what it is. Absolutely what it is because, you know, and that's what it is. A lot of times, like, there's little things like you could either be super cute when you're younger and then you grow up and people are like, I don't want to say you're ugly, but you're just not as cute as you were, which is saying you're (laughs) Wait, you're different. Yeah. 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 Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Basically, I didn't want to get one of those. Or like uh, some people aren't able to transition and deliver that caliber of depth to their characters as an adult. Like, mm. I, f- I feel like kid- when kids act, you know, we're a little bit more forgiving. And then the ones that really stand out, we're like, Jesus, whoa. Like, yeah. they're amazing. The, the you gap know? is huge. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, you're, you're going you're gonna to transition because you're fantastic. Like, Brie Larson, she's been acting since she was a kid. She went through a little stage where things weren't going well for her. She, like, guest DJed at parties to make money. Mm. And now she's, like, Miss Marvel and, like, won yeah. an Oscar. You know what I mean? And that's, I think that was the hardest thing is, like, getting people to take you as seriously as you're taking yourself in this process, you know? That's a wild concept. You know what I mean? Because I know that I'm capable. I know what I want to do, and I feel like that I have the ability to do it, but can I convince you, and are you willing to drop your idea of what you already expect from me and not mar, let that mar my performance, you and know? Al- and also... Like the for- typecast of a child. Yeah. Edit. Edit. I'm not making. I, I hit by the, the hiccup way, burp pop, but I was like, edit. I'm not making a single edit in this. No. I know. So Joe is the best. Cool. No, this, this is literally the episode of the non-edit. Yeah. Edits. The non-editors room. But. Yeah. but it's also like you're dealing with people going like, oh, the Jurassic Park girl, but you're also dealing with like I. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, yourself saying, you know, you've reached a very high level of success already. So you've already tasted that, jumped in the pool, you know. It's a mind fuck. You saw the fucking and, and now, green screen so, and so all that. Like, like most people as adult actors who haven't had that, they, they've been building up their whole lives for that. Right. You had it. Now, was that challenging? To- I was uh, scared. Mm. Um. Because I think, I don't think that there was any outside pressure from anyone else. Everyone else was like, we love you. Oh my God, signs. Woo, you know? But for me, it's like, can I still do this? Is mm. it going to still work? Well, because like, your bar is fucking Spielberg. That also, too. And I remember. And also, it's cutthroat when it's like, bro, like you're coming back in the game and you're being seen as who you were. Yeah, yeah. and it's also, not like it's yeah, not like true. oh who's that's this true. again? Yeah. Like, right. Oh uh, you've done oh, oh my that god, commercial you've grown last up. year. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you grew up. Oh my god, you were oh, I remember when you came in when you were ten. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember you. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> For real. Yeah, there's already like, uh-huh. you're already walking in the door with so many unfair expectations. So many things coming in with it. Yeah. Like so many things. And I remember someone who was like a good friend of mine, literally, and here comes Mama Karen. She's like, <laughs> this is her episode, obviously. Um, like, he was like, oh my gosh, like, you're a has-been. And like, what? What? who says that to who anyone? Who that? says that yeah, to well, anyone? Like, yeah, who says that? That's just me. But for me, it was coming from someone that I didn't expect to say something, like spit that type of vitriol towards me. And I was just Shit. kind of like, and it like, you know, it's, it's funny how you can have a million positive things, you know, land on you, but yeah. the one negative thing yeah. can like permeate. Yeah. And I like, I was like, I had never thought about that before. And like, I didn't say shit. I just kind of was like caught off guard. And then probably like a year later, I like mentioned it to my mom and I was like, you know what blah, blah, blah said? Like, 
he was like, oh, whatever, because you're a has-been. And she goes, well, I mean, he was a never was, so what the fuck was he talking Yo! about? Like, and I literally... Mama! <laughs> you feel me? God No, damn. and I literally was like, damn, like... <laughs> yeah, bro. Some, like, okay. Fuck him. Bleep, spit hot bleep, fire, man. mom. Yeah. Like, spit Dylan, hot... Dylan, yeah, Dylan, yeah. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, 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 Dylan. Spitting hot fire. Hot fire. Hot fire. I was like, wow, damn. And she was like, Vanessa. That motherfucker never made the band. Yeah, you she know was like, I mean? how can how can someone who's never actually tried at an industry that is not for the faint of heart fucking tell you you're a has-been? Like, what? Who the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah, like, so. Like, fuck you. But then it's like, you, <laughs> you know what? You like, are. sometimes though, like, if once you can get past <laughs> the fact that, like, someone has said some shitty, hurtful shit, mm-hmm. like, some people, that shit... Like will break you, yeah. And for me, I'm like, oh, don't give me a reason to prove you wrong. Mm, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love. There is nothing better than being underestimated and also knowing you're capable. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because when I make it, you'll be fucking shocked, yeah. but I won't because yeah. I knew what the fuck I was doing the whole time. Yeah, like, don't, don't hit me up with that. Yo, <laughs> do you have extra no tickets? New friends, to, uh, no new friends. No new friends. No. Mm-mm, none of that. Respect. Yeah. So. I mean, it was definitely different, but then I, I, I decided, like, if I'm going to do this, like, I got to get serious about it. Like, get back into classes, you know, this is my craft, I got to work on it. And mm. just challenging myself, stepping out of my comfort zone. I have friends who are actors and haven't been in an acting class in, like, six years. Hey, I'm not doubting your talent, yeah, but just from, like... For example, 10, 15 years ago, the rule was do not fucking break the fourth wall. Don't ever look in the camera. And then you get an audition like The Office where you have to look in the camera for awkward moments. And you're like, wait, everything I've known is a lie. You know, like you have to keep up with the technology and the style of like Mm. writing and perspective and producing and directing. Like, if you're stuck being a, like, look, talent, fine. That's not going to go away. But you yeah. have to be, like, this is a business. And I try and tell people, that, like, I'm grateful for my time at USC because what I feel like has helped me in pursuing this industry and just most pursuits is that whereas other businesses, they have, like, a tangible product, my product is me and mm. my talent. I need to know what I can do, what I'm capable of, who it resonates with, and fucking sell it. And like, you're completely in control of that. Yo, my 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 managers laugh because I'll be like, Q3 was whack. Like, if I don't book, book anything. And yeah. they're like, wait, did you just say Q3 was whack? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. I'm like, honestly, just go back to the board of directors and know, let them know we're going to tighten shit up. Because I'm like, this is a fucking company and I'm the CEO. Like... Lit. I like I need to know everything that's happening. Like I want to know my contracts. I want to know this. Like I almost wanted to take entertainment law just because I was like I don't need anyone fleecing me when I'm doing my fucking contracts. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. good, but I was like I don't want to be that person who's yeah. like I'm screwed now just because I was ignorant and let everyone How handle. important do you feel that is? Like that You have to know like I don't this is not even acting. This is business. Like yeah. if you have a business, you need to know like you should be able like Okay, let's say a film set. 
if your craft service person is, isn't there, you need to figure out how the fuck to lay out your like dinner cloth and set up those like knives and forks. If it's production, if it's sound, like you need to know how to do everything. I know how to do my makeup. I know how to do my hair. I know how to dress myself. Like I know how to redirect myself on a set. If I know that I just t- did a take that didn't seem authentic, I'll literally, like, the director will be like, that was great. And I'll be like, I need one more. Mm. It was like, what? Well, that was great. I didn't feel like it was great. Mm. I might be wrong, but I feel like I have something better in me with something more unique in it. Mm. Like, I remember I had um, an audition. I think it was for Insecure. Yeah, I know you're a fan. Um, and, I love Insecure. Yeah, and I did my scene, and the casting director was like, that was great. And I was like, honestly, can I do it again? And she was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I think I can go so much deeper. Like, mm. I was like, I feel like I can bring so much more depth to this. And like, you don't always have a situation where you get a second first chance. So yeah. you got to bring it the first time. Yeah. But in that instance, I was like, it won't hurt if I ask. And she was like, like, I think she was kind of like, uh, for, okay. Like, whatever, like, all right, like, fine, you know, you know, and she was like, if you think there's another one kind of like, you better make sure this shit pops, you know, and I did it again. And she was like, you were right. Literally, the minute I finished, she was like, you were right. That was way better. And I was like, she was cool with what I did before. Yeah. But that scene, like, sometimes, and I try and tell people this, like, you may not always book what you go in for, but every audition is an audition for the next audition. Because if you go in... And you're like, like you look unprepared. You are unprepared. Mm. You don't know where you are. There's a fucking wrinkle in your damn resume and like coffee stain on your like headshot. They're going to be like, wait, there are 1500 other girls who would have killed to have this appointment slot. And you're acting like it's just like it fell in your lap. Like, no. And so even if I know I'm not right for a role, I'll go in there like I'm going to win an Oscar for it because mm. I want them to know like she took this part seriously. She's professional. She's responsible. And I can trust that if I bring her in again and I don't do a pre-read with her and I just have her meet straight with the director or producers, I won't. they won't look at me like, why the hell are you wasting our time with yeah. this chick who's not prepared? Like. Yeah. I make I, I want to make the casting director feel like they're doing their every job. person yeah. along the way is 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 being touched. Absolutely. And you like just never know. Like when I auditioned for Harry the Spy, I started talking to this older woman who was outside at like the receptionist desk. And like we were just like joking around and blah, 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 blah. And after I booked the movie, I found out she was the producer of Harriet the Spy, but <laughs> she was just working there because like her office was being tended to. Mm, so wow. the whole time I was like, blah, 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 shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the other girls were like in their scripts. Yeah. I should have been studying, but I was like, I'm already memorized. I don't care, you know, like, and yeah, I don't know. It's just. It's those moments though. It's little things. And like, even in the and audition. The th- and those are the moments you can't control. Like cats aren't coming in there being like, where's the producers? Right. Let me go have an authentic conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know every authentic conversation starts with "Let's have yeah. an authentic conversation." Like, let me go. Let me go bump into them and have a really let authentic conversation. Yeah. I am. Like, nah, nah, no. Nah, no. Nah. It was little things, nah. like yeah, like in that audition, I remember like the casting director. I feel like I don't. I don't think they asked me, but like, Janie was like a weird scientist, and I remember 
in the audition, rather than sitting on the chair, I like was on the chair like this, like just being like weird, like a fucking weirdo. And I was like, blah, 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 science, this and that. And they were just like, even if they were like, we're terrified of this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was something different. Yeah. And it made them remember me. So I'm glad I stood on the chair. You better damn right be glad you sit on the chair. Prince on your seat. Uh. <laughs> How do you deal with, see, from actors that I know and actresses that I know, mm-hmm. how do you deal with just the constant kind of flow of auditions, but being rejected or not getting the part. Cause I like, don't, I cry and I call my therapist. No, Cause, cause, <laughs> cause coming from like what you said, like every audition is like for the next audition. Right. Mm-hmm. But how do you balance that knowing that you, if you're not getting those parts and how do you kind of persevere through that or, or kind of keep going and balance that side of it? Because it's, it's kind of like music, right? You know that you, you got to like play your shows, you got to record, you got to do this. And there's really no, and you release your music, you do your best, but there's right. no guarantee that this is going to like relate with the fans or it's going to succeed or anything like that. But you got to keep going anyway and like mm-hmm. have that faith like you talked about, right? But how do you understand that balance of keep pursuing these auditions and how important that is, not giving up on that, and also balancing just like life shit, like paying bills and just having like a normal life with that. And, and kind of because that's that's more real of like a real actor's world, yeah. not like the point oh, 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 one percent yeah, like, of the fucking Brad Pitt's and, right. you know, Meryl Streep's of the world. No, I mean. And some of those cats so didn't even make it to their way over. Yeah, yeah. But like, like being being a, I'm a still true, trying to figure out how to balance it. But being like a true working yeah, actress. Yeah, it's know? it's crazy. Like I think maybe it's because if I had started this maybe five years ago, it would probably be really hard. But this is my normal. Like this mm. has always been my normal. Yeah. It would be abnormal for me to not act. Like, and I realized that a couple years ago, I was like, this is my normal. Mm. Like it would be, I could never see myself like not auditioning and like going to improv shows and fucking around with my friends and doing web series and filming and stuff like that. Like that is a part of my DNA. Mm -hmm. It's hard because, you know, you go through times where you're just rejected and most of the time you don't even know why. Like it might not be that you were the worst actor. It might be that actress B has 50,000 more followers than you on Instagram. And mm-hmm. this company cares about that more, you know? It could, yeah, it could be a million things. It could I be mean, a million things. And I, it's kind of like, and sometimes I ask myself and like trying to answer this question, like what is it that intrinsically keeps me going? And, yeah. and the only thing I can, and this is going to be like corny as hell, but I must fucking love it because mm. that's got to be the only reason. Like, Absolutely, you know what bro. I mean? I'm not rich and I'm not like known by everyone, but like there is something in me that I can't put a word on that makes me want to keep on doing this. I feel like somewhere, regardless of if I know what time it is, it's, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. If you didn't, you wouldn't be doing this right now. And you know, Sometimes I think I'm like, you know, because I, I can be very, I think just the way we are as people, not even like entertainment, like some, yeah. certain people are very hard on themselves, yeah. very hard on themselves. And I've had some friends who like really know me just be like, God, like 
Vanessa, do you know how much you've done? Like not even booking, like you've accomplished so fucking much. Like Mm -hmm. how about you just like be easy on yourself? Like you would never say this type of shit to like an aspiring actress or to one of us or your brother. Like don't speak to yourself (coughs) that way, you know? And (coughs) I, I got to a point and I'm still working on it, obviously, where I realized like there's no reason to doubt my talent or my ability anymore because I would have not had any success Mm-hmm. or any little successes mm-hmm. along the way, you know? Sure. So I just, I try to stay grounded. Like, remember what's important, like, at the end of the day. Like, yeah. I got food in my stomach, a roof over my head, all my people are are healthy, and I'm happy. Like, and this is just extra shit. Like, yeah. it makes me happier, but it doesn't define who I am. Like, mm. I don't feel like there's a huge part of me that would be missing if I stopped acting but I don't feel like I would no longer be Vanessa. Mm. So I think I have a sense of self without this. It's just something, it, it makes up a large <coughs> portion Which is very important. of who I am, you know, but like I've realized, you know, you know, whether it's musicians or like actors who either give up or they've realized like it's not going to work out or they just stop. A lot of them don't know who they are without being able to identify with this thing that they've been doing. Yeah. And I, as much as I love acting and being an actress and a creative, like that's not all I am. Mm. That's not just me, you know, like, and so I think because of my upbringing, like being in school and extracurricular activities and like charities and just like being exposed to so many things, I feel like if this doesn't work out, which is very likely it might not, I mean, I'll be okay. At least I've had successes and I gave it a try rather than being too afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, like right now I'm good. Like I'm ha- if I were to die tomorrow, I'd be like, I'm, I'm pretty cool with my life. Like met some amazing people, did some amazing things. And I think I've possibly changed the trajectory of like the world while I was here. And that's yeah. all I can really fucking ask for. Absolutely. It's, It's difficult, though, but, like, you know, one thing that has happened, like, when I had my lull was I started writing. I was like, wait a second. I'm telling everyone else's stories, and I have stories to tell. Like, not many years on this planet, but I've seen a lot of shit, and I have Mm -hmm. very specific views and strong opinions about things. Mm -hmm. So I've started writing, like... Little webisodes, little pilots, stuff like that. We'll see what happens with that. Awesome. But it's fun and it's just interesting. Like, you know, sometimes I like get a script and I'm like, this is the worst shit I've ever read. And a month later it's on TV. Why can't I do that? Yeah. I can't. So I will. (laughs) In 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 all of these like lows and just like the natural flows of life, like, is it all acting that's supporting you or did you do you you know what I'm saying? Do you take different jobs? Like how does that work? Like Everybody has this picture of like, oh, we're we're acting and we're just gonna like do this and be starving artists. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't really get that from you. And I, don't, I like to eat. Starving is yeah. not my deal. Yeah. <laughs> so what was what was that like balancing factor in terms of like work for you in in the in between periods? You know what I'm saying? Naturally, it's gonna get to a point where it's like, okay, cool, like we're booking, yeah, and we're booking big gigs, and this this next gig is gonna give me residuals for right. a few years. I can map it out. Yeah, I it's whenever I look for jobs, it's usually jobs where it's flexible and I can do it on my own time. Got it. And there, like, I remember 
when probably the slow period when I went in for a job interview and the woman I like Googled me while I was there and she was like, oh, you're an actress. And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh no, you've done work. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, first of all, she's like, you're overqualified for this job. And she goes, but I can't hire you. And I was like, why? She's like, because I know that the minute you book something, you're going to leave. And based on your resume, that could be in like a week. (laughs) And I was like, thank you for the compliment. (laughs) So I'm not getting the job because you think that I have a career. Like, cool, you know? The thing is, I've been working with this one company for like 10 years where I do contracted work for them. They're an event company. And it's fantastic because... It's not every day. Mm -hmm. It might be like, Vanessa, we need you to do some like research. Cool. I could do that at home, map out my own hours, read my scripts, do this, go to acting class, blah, 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 blah. So what it's always been for me is, well, can I audition? Cool. If I have to leave for to film, are you guys going to like give me hell? I'm going to go regardless, but are you going to give me hell when I leave? Okay, cool. Perfect. Then this will work out. Got it. Know that this is a means to an end for me. Like... And yes, it's money. Luckily, I still have residuals and I'm booking and doing things like that. But more for me, it's about using my time efficiently. Because mm. if you're wasting time with, like in this industry, like or like not doing anything with your time, that's when the, the, the thoughts of like inadequacy and what is everyone else doing and everyone's living the fucking best life on social media. Yeah. The best life like yeah. you know what i mean and they're having dinner at like uh, uh, uh like just straight like thuggish spot, yeah they're like, like literally having dinner on a cloud in yeah. mount olympus with the finest but you don't see fruit. that credit card statement where it's like bro like you can't have one more dinner like this so <laughs> yeah, you'll max right, out right and so like it's it's one of those things where i just i just really want to be whatever it is that i view myself like the authentic version of who my core is. I'm just trying to get to that. Like who I like, I don't know. I know so many, and it's also too, like I know so many incredible people and by incredible, I mean like they're brilliant, Mm -hmm. like creative. They're doing things that like I couldn't do. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. And, and I admire them and I like being around those type of people. Like you guys are making me feel like all extra squishy and warm and fuzzy inside about my life. Like, that's how so many amazing is, people though. and you're things. making me feel extra squishy and gooey, ooey, gooey, like just listening yeah. to this. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Joe, are you like, damn, I didn't know Vanessa had depth. <laughs> you're, you're deep. Wait, are you, you're being Wait, authentic? You're deep? Yeah, Wait, deep you're like deep? You're deep? Pacific. You're authentic? <laughs> no, I mean, it's true though. It's like, I think that's just the more real shit of what it means to be like an actor or or just be a fucking like person on this journey. Yeah. You know, it, there's no like end point to this. Bro, like, even person in general, like bro, accountants are going through this shit. Yeah. Like, let's wake the fuck up. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? Like cats are living their lives. Now, there are few people in whatever industries they are that have the love to do what they want to do. They could get a they could be getting a paycheck while they learn or XYZ. And then there's these creative paths where it's like you're not going to get paid shit until you're making us a lot of fucking money and us being the, the powers that be. But at the same time, I feel like the beauty and the human aspect of all of these things, and you touched on this earlier, Ness, is like you have to love what you're doing, right? And it's okay not to because knowing that you don't 
will allow you to find something that you do if you're willing to go that that length right there's a lot of people there's a lot of people in the in the entertainment industry in the acting field that are working actors that are making incredible money but nobody knows who the fuck they are oh yeah you know what i'm saying everybody has these like tinsel town dreams but there's voiceover actors making fucking like 400 to fucking couple million a year like just thugging there's actors and actresses that are on like xyz networks that you may never know them in like the fucking hollywood premiere light but they're over here clearing millions a year and that's i'm so glad i was talking to a friend about this last night there's this movie a documentary called that guy who was in that thing and basically what they do is they follow like 12 working actors in Hollywood that you've never heard of. But once you see them, you're like, oh shit. Okay, yeah, he was... In the... He, was, not, that, yeah, he yeah. was that guy. He was that guy in that, in that one movie, just like they named the damn movie. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's amazing because they speak about their experiences in such a raw way. Like, these, some of these dudes are doing fantastically and then when you go to the imdb you're like shit i've been scrolling for half the damn year and some of them are not you know but it's amazing because like everyone wants to be meryl streep yeah it's like the The, one percent you know like it's like real the attention comes in right Right. it's like ask yourself if you were gonna be in even let's say a band right if you were gonna be in a band you're a touring musician you're a bass player. You're clearing two hundred thousand dollars a year, but like that's that's chump change in in consideration of like global superstars. But you're clearing two hundred k a year. You're touring the world. You're doing what you love. Like, do you love that? Right. Or are you not happy? But it's also about like selling out. Like, I know people who you. I can tell when my friends have gotten to a point where they've lost faith in their own ability and the possibility of them making it because they start doing shit that's like temporary gratification mm. and like like short-term validation as opposed to like holding out for what they really want their mm. career to be. Like last year I was offered to be on this reality TV show that a lot of girls would probably have fucking done. Mm. And at the time my manager was going through some um, family issues and I didn't want to bother her with it. So I just took the meeting on my own and I'm in there with the producers of the show and they're just like, you know, we think you'd be great for this show. Like, we know you're like, and I'm like very weary and hesitant when it comes to reality TV. Like, yeah. unless I have a fucking editing credit on it. Yeah. Nah. What does that mean? Like, I want to have, a, I want to have. Final say. Exactly. I want to yeah. have creative control or an input on how you're cutting it. Because here's the thing. In LA, we all know this shit is fake, but in certain parts of the world, they don't get that it's scripted it's scripted reality tv yeah Yeah, it's what it's mind-blowing yeah i don't need people to think that i'm portraying a real version of myself that's actually an edited version to fit into whatever this show is yeah and so they're sitting there and they're like you know we just think this that and the other blah blah this and that and they're like they could tell that I was hesitant and I let them know, like, I don't even fucking watch your show. Like, yeah. I think this is like everything, like I stand against, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like I'm like, it's cool. But I was like, I watched like the spoof of your shit on comedy central, but I don't, <laughs> yeah. and, and they yeah. actually started dying. They were like, that's fucking hilarious. And they're like, we like love how real you are and this, that and the other. And I was like, thank you. Like, that's great. And they're like, we just, 
we really think that this can open up so many doors for you. Oh, yeah. And you're like, Mm-mm. no. And I was like, yeah, see, but the thing is, I'm more concerned about the doors it'll close. <laughs> and after that, I think they were like, oh. Like, I literally was like, I'm sure it will. Like, oh, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, no, I I, I think you're absolutely right. But you have to, you're assuming that I want to enter those buildings. Like, that might not be where I'm trying to, like, reside. Like, to keep the door thing going, you know? Like, I'm like. Totally. Like, I have an idea and I, like, I try and tell people. And that just shows you that that plays on the fickle, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh my gosh, it, like, it's like a get a get rich quick yeah. scheme, like, get rich, get famous quickly. Yeah. But it's like, I know a lot of friends who did that, and there's something very, I think, isolating with that type of fame, mm-hmm. because you know it's so fleeting. Yes. You have to keep on doing extra and more, and always, like, thinking about, like, if I don't produce content or make myself relevant, will I be relevant? Yeah, like, I don't want to fucking have to make myself relevant. Yeah. I am relevant. Yes. Like, I'm going to do relevant shit that's going to resonate with people. And that's, and then I just, like, that's me yeah. wiping my hands, people. Yes. Wiping my hands dry. And it just, and it, and it speaks for itself. Like, yeah. I don't need to, like, desperation, that's, like, so 2012. <laughs> like, I'm you. so good <laughs> so good um but yeah like i just I, i'm very i think i'm very grounded in what i want to do and where i want to go and, and that takes sacrifice there's no fucking reason to settle yeah there's no reason absolutely like you might say no okay i'm gonna keep on until i find the person who says yes because mm. someone might get my vision it might be that it's like too progressive wrong timing you don't get it i'm not pitching it right whatever it may be but like if I'm grounded and believe in whatever it is that I'm trying, it's going to be good. Like, yeah, absolutely. Considering that it's also good. You know? One trillion. Yeah. Yeah. And you got, you got to protect your, your, I won't say the word brand, but it's like, you got to protect. Absolutely though. You know, cause like you said, you are a business and like, this is, but you also have to protect your being. Yeah. Like it's brand there, and there being. we go. Brand. I tell people, I'm Thank like, <clears throat> look, you have to be able to, lay your head on your pillow at the end of the night and actually like who you are. For real. Like, you have to. Yeah. Like, And I couldn't find, I couldn't think of, a, of like a worse prison cell than like having this amazing image being projected to the world and then you going home at night in your quiet, introspective moments and being like, I'm a fraud. What? No, I'm good on that. Like, no. That would, I would much rather like pr- psyche. Though. Yeah, I would much rather like project how much of a dork and weird and how things aren't going right or like i have struggles too just being vulnerable mm-hmm. right just being fucking real yeah. like i'm a chick who acts like and that's i'm a, i'm an actress like that yeah that's the name of trade but like a chick there, who acts <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things going on besides that yeah and yeah this is basically it that's beautiful let me ask you this if you could if you could have the chance to just in short like if a, if a girl was to come up to you and just be like, do you have any advice for me, right? Or if you were to speak to the younger you, right, whether it's any differently or whether it's something that you'd say, like, what what would that conversation be like? Just in terms of, like, let's say, like, mm. a young girl wants to go in that field, right? And now today there's so much more that you didn't have to deal with. But, like, what what would you just say to, to that little girl? Um, let's see. 
to little like little Vanessa age girls mm. like have fun mm. this is an adult this is a child's game but an adult business mm. like what is, what is acting it's literally make believe yeah so keep on being a child and have a blast don't worry about the business stuff that's it because like with a kid it's not that they don't need to know the business aspect of it they just need to enjoy themselves and know that they're having fun and if you like doing this keep on doing it don't worry about all the extra don't worry about money or responsibilities or agents and booking these are definitions that in vocabulary words that don't apply to you Mm -hmm. have fun this is like recess okay for real so go out there and like win the handball game that's it straight up um older women the first thing that came to my mind is like who what where, why, when? Yeah. Like, who are you? Like, you need to know who the fuck you are if you're going to be in this industry. Absolutely. Why are you doing this? Are you doing it because you want people to think you're, like, pretty and cool? And that's fine. That's completely fine. But, like, what is the reason? Because I know a lot of people who think it's all fun and games, and we've come back to this subject a million times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's res- you have to be resilient, and you have to be resourceful, and you've got to be sh- have the thickest skin. Like... I've had like agents that I was meeting with prior to my current representation, sitting down with them at like big agencies. And I had this lady be like, oh my God, Vanessa, no, but seriously, like, no, wait, no. I, I, and she's turning to me, isn't she? She's like, oh, she's so, oh my God, I love her so much. And I'm like, whoa, this is the fakest shit I've ever experienced in my yeah, life. Oh my and then God. she turns to me and she's like, see, here's the thing. Um, you're a little bit too old for us. And I was like, and the first thing that went through my head was like, wait a second, my fucking manager is on her shit. And if she hit you up, you know how old I am. Yeah. So don't play that shit with me. I'm Mm. not that fucking stupid. I'm not stupid. Like not that fucking, I'm not stupid at all. Right. Yeah. So then she turns to me and she's like, but when you decide to have kids, bring them over here because we'll sign them right away. What? When I tell you I walked out of that shit, like, like I literally walked out of there like, I'm about to become so famous just so I can like go back to her and be like, thank you for not signing me. Like that's that crazy (laughs) shit, okay? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like you have to have things again because like you're going to deal with way more of that than you're going to deal with people kissing your ass. People usually start kissing your ass when they realize like, I have to. Yes. Because she's been put on and I don't want to be out of the circle. Yeah. I just feel like you have to really ask it, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And if you're doing it because you genuinely love it, then you absolutely should. Because I believe that when you love to do something, you're not working a day in your fucking life. And as cliche as that sound, it's true. Like, I get projects and I, like, drop everything. I'm like, time to read a script, time to be transported, yeah. <laughs> let's see what's up, what the fuck am I going to wear, how am I going to... Like, it's so much fun because mm. every single audition, I'm like, it's like uncovering a code, like... How do I figure out how this person operates? How do they handle things in this situation? Yeah. I'm no longer me. I can't judge this. Like, there's a lot of things like I can't play a character that I judge because where's the empathy? Like, even someone who's committing a murder doesn't think that the murder is wrong. They justify yeah. why they're doing it. And to them, there's absolute <coughs> reason and they should be doing it. So, like, I don't know. The, the, the answer's a little bit all over the place, but I feel like... If you're doing it just because you like want to be liked 
or like want to be famous or known or all those like superficial type of things. Like fame is great. You can do amazing things with a platform. But like this is not the type of industry. It's not a commission based industry. Like you may never make a dime. If you don't book, you're not making a dime. And like, you know, like a sprint commercial at the beginning of the year for $50,000, like and residuals is great. But if you don't work for the next two years, you just like netted $25,000 for two years. <laughs> yeah. It's not bomb. You're under the poverty line, my friend. For like, real. you know what I mean? Like, for real. so it's all relative. Yeah. Like I have friends who were like, buy me dinner. You just got McDonald's. And I'm like, what? Bro, yeah, bro, what? You have a fucking job with a legitimate paycheck. Buy me dinner. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you always know when your shit's coming in. I don't know when. I like For just real. go on SAG and be like, hey, May's gonna be dope. June's gonna <laughs> suck. You know what I mean? Like you bet you buy me dinner. What the hell is going on? Pay for my fucking time texting you. What is yeah. happening right now? For like real. it's crazy. But it's, it's a very like uh, it's an alternate <laughs> universe, you know what oh I'm saying? Oh my gosh. And I have a lot of friends. It's like I have a lot of friends that are doing amazingly now. Like, yeah. like I have one friend that I remember when I started following him, like 400 followers on Instagram. Now he has like 5 million is on one of the biggest network shows ever. Like, and I have multiple friends like that. Yeah. And we've all gone through that process yeah, where sure. you're just like, why am I doing this? And it's funny because last year I kind of had a, why am I doing this moment? Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying, I'm spending this money and I'm like going to these auditions and this and that. I have a Prius. So like I never spend any fucking money on gas or whatever, but like I'm putting so much effort into it. Why? You know? And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to like switch gears again, but I kept on acting. But what happened was I had, in this process, let go of my attachment to the results of what I was doing. Mm. And that was the game changer. That's very liberating. What? Like, I stopped trying to control or whatever it was was that I was doing. I just went in there, I did my shit, and then I left. And that's when I started booking. Like, Mm. so much. Like, at the end of last year, my people were like, what's happening? Like, we want new photos. You need to do this. You need to do that. Because, like, the momentum was building Mm -hmm. because I stopped trying so damn hard. (sighs) And, like, my little brother, he's hilarious. So, he works at Treyarch. He's in video games. And I, I remember, like, maybe five or six years ago before... Like, I had an audition at Warner Brothers, and he was like, yo, V, can you pick me up at my friend's house in Burbank? I was like, okay. My audition was bad. And, like, sometimes you have auditions where you go out and you just, like, feel shitty. Like, yeah, like yeah, But I've true. gotten to the point where I'm like, no, sometimes you just have bad auditions. You don't need yeah. to make it ruin your whole day. But at that point, I was sad. And my brother was like, ugh, what is this, like, ugh, you're bringing me down, dude. What's going on, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I just had this audition, and, like, I didn't do well, and I'm like, so, like, I'm upset, and this and that. And he was like, you know what, V? I think you just want it too badly. And I was like, what? And it's always, I don't know if you have siblings, but like when your younger sibling like spits some knowledge on you, you're like, wait, fuck you. You're younger. Don't, 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 you are not smart. You're not even smart. Don't even try. Mom mom can do this shit. (laughs) Like I remember when you couldn't walk, so don't, don't do it, you know? And so he was like, Vanessa, I think like you just want it too badly. And his way of like, his analogy was like, you know, 
sometimes I'll be playing like a video game and like, I really want to fucking beat that level. Like I just want to beat it so badly because like there's an achievement I'm going to unlock. And like, I'm thinking of all the things that will happen once I beat that level and I become obsessed with it to the point where I kill the reasons why I got to that level in the first place. And he's Mm. like, sometimes you just got to let go and step away from it. And he's like, and then you go back and you fucking smash that level. And I was sitting there like, don't look at you little Boy. like Sega Genesis. Boy, don't you like Boy. Sega Genesis philosopher? Yeah. What is happening right yeah, now? Yeah, for real. Or like Xbox because it's not 1995. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was crazy because literally the next day or later that day, I got the call from that producer like, hey, I'm doing this pilot called Reconstruction about the slave times. Wow. We want you to go for it. And Kevin was like, see, you didn't have to do shit. Like, he was like, let go. And I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> ew, you're right. <laughs> I hate you. Shout out. Shout outs to Kevin, little brother, you're the best. Vanessa, it was an absolute pleasure having this you This is amazing. On. This is so great. Like, for real, so for good real. for my soul. No, you're it's, it's, amazing. It, yeah, oh, okay, guys. You are amazing. Thanks. And this yeah. was incredible for our soul. 100%. Silky and stone, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we made this happen. Yeah, and, um, and like, I truly, I truly, you know, wish nothing but the best for you. Like, this sounds so much like a fucking, like... Uh, go, so, to, uh, go to college. Yeah, We're yeah. so emotional right now, yeah. it's amazing. No, but, like, it, it's only a matter of time. And that's just saying for your flower and your star to blossom as bright you. as you want it to. Thank you. You know what I mean? And I look forward to being one of those motherfuckers that hits you up and be like, yo... Shawty, I'm coming to that premiere, right? All day. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll be like, wait a second, you guys didn't put up the tape for me. <laughs> and did. then I'll just fire motherfuckers. Like, you know he always gets a seat. Yeah, you know no, she got a seat. Right. Though, right? Come on, B, what? I'll be like, what, what, what? No, but I think that you're an inspiration for, for you know, anybody on this path, let alone, you. you know, female or male. But it's like, it's a testament to the true love of the craft. And it shows. And it's beautiful that we were able to get this story and give it to the culture. You know what I'm saying? Because real people exist. And it's been an absolute fucking pleasure. You guys are so nice. No, this is amazing. This, I like loved this. This is like rejuvenating love. me for the week and I'm just so the rest of the year. Yeah. Let's yeah, get it. we feel the same. You ready to hit it hit it up, Nushi? Hey yo, mama! We, we made it! Made it!